0: The Ron and Fez Show Starts
1: Come on Now!
2: On to it, Boppers. Uh, uh, uh. uh, 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 uh. Oh buddies. It's the run Fez show. On what, on what science is now telling us is a Wednesday in a short porch week. The last short porch week, really. Until Thanksgiving. This is a stretch. Unless we start and fake the flu, which is always a great idea. Flu Fridays. I can't come in today. This is always six. I'm coming in.
3: I don't care what happened.
2: I go, you're not coming in.
3: No, I'm definitely coming in. I just gulped up some blood. I'm good. Don't worry, I'll get everyone sick.
2: Yeah. That's, <laughs> your fucking outbreak is your nickname.
3: I learned my lesson. I finally took sick days. You're like for this a year. fucking
2: bit. Mo- and you know, those were the best shows we've had? Oh, really?
3: Yeah. Well, I'm glad for the show, but I feel we like. We called shit. it the anchors
2: up show. <laughs> really? Why
3: do you think. Take- that hurts. Because then I, uh, I'm the anchor.
2: No, but this gives you a place to start from. The bottom? Yeah. It's like Card Knocks. For you, it's hard knocks. <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah, that's a good thing. It <laughs> doesn't sound like a good the thing. Practice squad is a pretty goddamn good thing to be on.
3: <laughs> I mean, cause I'm still getting
2: paid, right? Um, some. <laughs> you get paid if you let us tackle you. That's what the <laughs> practice squad is. We're gonna
3: destroy <laughs> your body for no money, but you're you're in the game though. The practice game.
2: Um, just leave your helmet here. Take it on video. are can I use your body as an experiment? Well, um, you know, as you know, the country in shock. Uh, Someone was thinking about a flag half mass day. Ariel Castro passed away no. last night uh, in his awake, apparently yeah. with a sheet around his neck. So, natural causes. Suicide. A parent. A parent suicide. Suicide or what I like to call guard murder. <laughs> Either way, he only did 33 days out of his 1,000 years, <laughs> and I consider that a winner.
3: He did some fucking easy time. Um I think Charles Ramsey might be implicated in this thing. Who knows where that guy the is.
2: The weird thing is Gurion was working on a booking with him, so that was about to come through. That is if Laura would help. Fuck. Radio transmission. Good uh, playlist today. It's Joy Division, man. Another guy who hung himself. Theme show, motherfuckers. This is crazy. Yeah, we've been theme showing everything, so you should be able to guess that. You would have won a prize, like all the prizes we gave out yesterday.
3: It was a fucking prize oh. bonanza.
2: Um, it was. That's why it was. Over the top, bigger than life. Today is going to be smaller than life. No, no, And no. lower than the top. <laughs> That's a, a phrase. That's what, what are you texting during the show? You got a girlfriend I don't know about? No, no. Dating I'm, I'm, somebody in the intern pool? I've seen where our guest is. Our, our, our,
3: our guest for fucking... Uh... For fucking? <laughs> no, not the guest that we're going to have sex with. Our guest, young Shelby. And he disappeared. Let him
2: go. He's <laughs> at that age? <laughs> um, so what are you, you just bringing him back as a guest? Yeah, Shelby wants, you know, Fuck, Shelby's got to be around here, you know? He is a good guest. Yeah. That not an be- intern,
3: not doing intern work. No, not doing intern work.
2: Just being a creepy remark guy. <laughs> By the way, I got a text. About you last night from who? Eleven forty, Mikey D. Really wanting to know if the week's really booked.
3: Uh, I'm not. Do I want to put him on the fucking schedule emails? Yes, we're we're fucking we're pretty fucking slammed this week.
2: You can't uh, sneak him in before Lene goes back to school. She wants us to see Lene. She can't just play hooky one day like next week. I don't know how that works. (laughs) I don't know what kids do. Is she in high school now. You know, we never. Yeah, she's in <laughs> high school. You don't
3: need to go to classes in high school.
2: That's, That's how fun. I was, and we didn't play hooky. We bunked at <laughs> our school. Was We're going to bunk today. <laughs> I don't even know what that fucking phrase means. We also say dip out. We got to dip never out today. That. We go- skipped.
4: Oh, oh okay. no, that makes sense. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yes, I am. Are you? Yes, technically. I haven't had gay sex. If that's you. what you mean by yes, technically. That's exactly
2: what I mean by technically. Have you indeed had gay sex? No, I haven't. So by your ruling, Chris Stanley gay, since he hasn't had gay sex.
4: I guess
3: I'm
2: gay. All right. If oh, he falls under the ruling,
4: he does. Uh, Congratulations. Up, I'm
2: coming up with some more of the Fez gay names. Okay. Muhammad Ali. <laughs> gay? Mother Teresa. Whoa. And uh Barack. Hussein Obama all haven't had gay sex, therefore they are gay. We're living in a gay world. Yeah, I guess you're really I guess you're either gay or really gay, like the gay people. <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah. Like gay like gay people
3: are. Confirmed gay. Yes. <laughs> I got hard for a dude. I'm confirmed gay.
2: I think that that's how it would happen.
3: Yeah. It's like uh, you're in a bathroom somewhere.
2: Although, I will say this, and I don't know what it is, but when Fez was talking, I had a Jenny Hutt image. I felt like he was doing the Jenny Hutt thing, where she's like, no, I really, you know how yeah. she's like, the boys are teasing me. No, stop it. Which, I don't even know, does she still work here? Maybe. I think she does an ISDN line somewhere. I like to put in that anyone with an ISDN line is
3: fired. <laughs> it's fucking rain hell. We're cutting every goddamn ISDN line in this fucking place. I
2: would never wake up if that was the deal. (laughs) Because
3: you could literally do it from bed, right? Just fucking drag a
2: mic to your fucking... Sonny Fox used to do it, I think, in Philly. And they came back from a song and he was just snoring. (laughs)
5: Because
2: you can't stay awake in your house. What's the whole purpose?
6: (laughs) It's a home radio uh,
2: office. You would probably just hear me fucking watching The View or whatever comes on during the daytime. The Chew, <laughs> the talk, the doctor's show. Oh, yeah, Oz. Dr. Oz. He's but good. isn't there just a bunch of doctors that Oz isn't part of? Yeah, there's the doctors. Are they all gay? They haven't had sex with any men. We don't know
4: that. Well, then they are, though. If Either they, way, they're gay, then.
2: That's what we're saying to you. You should be fighting on the other side of that. <laughs> proving why you yourself are indeed gay, even though you don't have sex with men.
4: I have the attraction to men. I want to have sex with a with a man. What man?
2: Because I know some guys that have offered you and you said no. I know what man he wants. Well, you writing it down? Yeah. That's the man he wants. He just wrote, my balls. <laughs> If, by the way, when we did a thing last week, and Shelby wrote something down, and I dared him to say it, yeah. and if he would, everybody would hate him. He'd be the most hated guest on radio.
3: Oh, no. yeah, It would be over for him.
2: I kind of feel like it is. When you said our guest, I thought you were talking about the great Jeffrey Wright, who's stopping by. He's on board, Boardwalk Empire. I don't have his character's name here. It's got like a fancy uh, character name. I'm sure he'll say it. <laughs> Secretary Poole just went off. Transaction. Hey, Rich. Rich, you're on the run of Fez show.
7: Hey, Ronnie, what's happening? Yeah. Hey, Ronnie, I just wanted to ask Fez uh, about his voices that he had in his head yesterday. Are they still there today?
4: No, I did not get one today. I had one yesterday where it wasn't the scream that I normally, that I heard the first day. It was more of like a loud beep.
2: Were you, were you walking uh, in a crosswalk?
4: No, I wasn't. It was just it was inside my apartment, and it goes it goes off like right next to my right ear, like someone like is, a fire thing. Um, this was like just a huge,
2: yeah. That's probably you know you have a nineteen eighties message machine, <laughs> so you want to check that. Um, Steve, you're on the Run and Fez show.
7: Hey guys. Hey, uh Fed, I just wanted to ask you a question. The other day I was listening to O and A doing uh, like a Word Stuff and they were going over the Heat Side Dave shit wars that you guys were having, and you seem like a different person. I wanted to know how we can get that Fez back. You were so happy, you were talking and you were hysterical, man. Um I've only been listening to you guys for like six months and it seems like it's a different
4: person there now. I'd I, I like to get that old face back, man. I thought you were
2: hysterical. I would like to get that person back, too. How can we help? Wait, are you a different person?
4: Well, I guess I have a different mindset or attitude. You're very truthful, though. I will give you that.
2: You don't get silly with these bastards. You stay truthful. So it's Dr. Valentine Narcisse. That yeah. is Jeffrey Wright's character. Yeah. Um you like the Boardwalk Empire? Yeah, I like the Boardwalk Empire. We're into our third season now. And there's trouble. I think it's season four. Uh I thought it was season three. Season four is starting. There you have it. You were right. You're Stanley. Right. Feeling good about my Thanks for sticking out for me, Fez. We could have fucking told him three and he would have sat here and been miserable <laughs> and I would have fucking been walking around with the championship belt. You kicked me through the barbershop window, my man. I guess I had it coming to me. You know what I mean? I am Marty Gennetti. I fucking really started the Rockers. Fucking love Marty Gennetti. Everything fell apart with him after that. He never had another good day.
3: He never had a real like singles career, right? No. (laughs) Let you count
2: Jobber. I guess that's where I am now, after
3: that kick. No. You're no Brooklyn Brawler. Stop it.
2: Fizz is just walking out on us.
3: <laughs> it's one of my favorite things sometimes for Fizz. gets up and Yeah, I like that
2: too. Because <laughs> I'm always curious, like, how do you get to do that? <laughs> like, when will I be on radio long enough? I can just walk out of the room. We're talking about I guess he's checking on something. <laughs> yeah. that's yeah, it's nice. Yeah. But why wouldn't he just I'm gonna go check on something and tell everybody? I don't, I don't know. It's a good question.
3: Radio. they not even investigate this Castro suicide. they just like, yeah, it's suicide. That's it. They were, it checking on,
2: they were checking on him every half hour. Does it matter whether it was suicide or he was murdered? It comes down to the same thing. Rest and piss.
3: Oh, he's going to fucking be in a lake of urine. Just fucking a piss fat.
2: Because he really didn't kill anybody, so he was never going to get the, you know, The chair or what? no matter what year you're talking. But he kept people prisoner for, what, 15 years? Something crazy?
3: Yeah. He had, like, 900 counts with, like, rape and kidnapping. They couldn't get him on a murder
2: charge for forcing abortions. Um, Jason, you're on the run of show.
7: Hey, Ron, I love you very much. But technically, if you watch the video, he's never kicked through the barbershop window. He kicks
2: him, then he throws him through the barbershop window. I always thought he got the super
7: foot. Nope, he gets, he, gets, he gets super footed, then he picks him up like the sack of drivers that
2: he is, then he gets thrown. Okay, great call. How come Sam didn't update me on that? Sam don't know no shit about wrestling. What about Fez?
3: Sam knows less than Sam. Fez knows less than Sam. That
2: was craziness. Yeah. What about Pips?
3: I don't think, he only knows about Brooklyn wrestlers. He only, he only has a Brooklyn Brawler fucking jersey. Who well,
2: was the guy from Red Hook, too? Was that Taz? Oh, yeah, Taz, yeah Taz, Taz. Taz was from Red Hook, just like the main streets of Red Hook. Hell, yeah. And now it's like, yeah, okay, you're over there fighting in front of a Starbucks.
3: Fucking human suplex machine. He was constantly suplexing people.
2: Yeah. I think one time he did it like 100 times to one guy. <laughs> and the guy and finally, the guy's like, please, stop all the suplexing. Um, Doug, you're on the Run and Face show.
7: Yeah, right. why do they try and prevent guys like Castro from killing themselves? I mean, I think we should just have a, a they should have a room in there where, if you want to off yourself, you can just go and do it. Save do us all a favor, save us some money.
2: Suicide room. Yes, absolutely. We should have one here at Sirius. <laughs> <laughs> Fez would just get off. Fez. <laughs> Where's
3: Fez going? He's going to check on the suicide
2: <laughs> room. I'm going to stop him before he goes to the suicide <laughs> room.
3: Um,
2: Mark, you're on the run of fed show. Mark in Texas.
3: Hey, guys.
7: Uh, yeah. Hey, I just want to comment uh, that uh, I'm glad that Ariel Castro killed himself. Uh, that way we wouldn't have to spend all these tax dollars to keep him alive for a thousand years. What do y'all think? I,
2: I would have rather seen him live and suffer for what he did. Yeah, I
3: mean, this, that was his way out. And, I mean... Fucking someone else is gonna be in that cell today. Wherever he fucking killed himself, they're just gonna fill with some other fucking dude that did something fucked up.
2: I hope they get new pants. I hope they're not getting cash to those old pants. They're
3: just gonna wash the piss and shit out of him and give them right back to some inmate. That's
2: what's gonna happen. I guess, like they said, haven't had an opening for a kidnapping rapist. Now, like some people say, oh, everyone goes to heaven. I don't know if I feel good about that if I know Castro was there.
3: I mean, like, say you have con. You're supposed you have consciousness in fucking heaven. You're gonna know it's Ka- Castro, and you're gonna know it's fucking Hitler. I'm gonna probably start swinging at him. Like, there's no way people aren't gonna be fucking pissed at this guy because you know he- he's sent people there you know, or any fucking scumbag. Pull pot. If pull pots in fucking
2: heaven. Oh, pull pots in heaven. I'm gonna fucking go off on him. <laughs> Fucking killing fields alone. Yeah, really. And all those people that were in the killing fields are going to be
3: pissed at them. Gonna, there has to be protective custody in heaven, then. Seriously. Like
2: fucking angels watching yeah. over them? Yeah. yeah so this is why the concept of heaven is just too far gone for people. You're in paradise, but... I got news for you. I might, even in heaven, take a fucking swing at Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> I never know what's going to go down. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know there's going to be fights in heaven. You can't get along with everybody. Yeah, are there no disagreements? You, gave, uh,
3: you didn't agree with everyone on fucking planet Earth. Even if someone's a good person, you still might not like them.
2: Or, like, let's say this. If you just see Benjamin Franklin there, yeah. and you're like, Oh, I got a fucking great gag. I'm going to pull fucking Benjamin Franklin's fucking chair out. Won't you ruin his heaven
3: experience? Be, that be w- That's not paradise, fucking missing your chair.
2: And then, if you get to heaven and you don't need glasses, I'm not even going to recognize Benjamin Franklin. He's not going to have glasses, and we won't have that balding.
3: Oh, yeah, he'll have a fucking full head of hair. We
2: got a a spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Here's Kevin in Houston. Hey, buddy. Hey, bud.
6: Got uh, one confirmed dead, multiple others injured at a mass stabbing at Spring High School in Houston, Texas.
2: Man, that's the school's second time they had a, st- a stabbing in Texas schools, right?
7: Yes, yeah. it is, man, and it's very near each other too. So evidently, the uh, turds are communicating that knives is the way to go.
2: So they just running around stabbing? Yeah, that's what it says. Like a mad stabber, or like I know what I'm doing. I hate that guy. And I'm gonna stab him.
7: Like they a have in custody, according to reports so. Okay, thanks. Hey, bye. Mike. <sighs>
3: There was a mad stabber here in New York like last summer and the summer before. That guy went batshit wild. Yeah.
2: There's always someone snaps and runs down the fucking street in their underwear, you know, with a butcher knife, just fucking making stabbing motions. <laughs> what are you writing to me? Just say it. 15 minutes. That's back where we were before. I know. Look what it is. My best friend in the whole world, Janice, in Chicago.
6: In conclusion, <laughs> sorry I wrote so much, um, I, <laughs> I was actually wondering if you saw Cardinal Dolan and Colbert last night, and I wondered if he was the one who patted you on the back.
2: Yeah, he was the one who gave me a back slap, and my uh, parents were so, I mean, literally next to themselves with excitement.
6: Oh, I bet, he is a great laugh, He's just he was cool.
2: Somebody said he has a Seth Rogen laugh.
6: <laughs> I don't know about that, but it was great. <laughs> But it's funny, too, because uh, the Polish Pope was actually my cousin's professor in Poland. And wow. when he used, he used to go back there, he used to have dinner with Andrew and everything. And it was all, was, oh, so cool.
2: Yeah, <laughs> just sitting there eating kielbasa with the Pope.
6: Yeah, <laughs> I know. And, uh, and it's funny, because, you know, Martin Luther didn't mean to. He wasn't planning to break from the Catholic Church when that all happened, it was just that he was pissed at the pope at the time because sure. he was he was selling indulgences to pay for uh, the Sistine Chapel painting. Right,
2: well, here's the thing about Martin Luther, right now he nailed his uh, feces to the door. These. Now it must have been freezing. You know what I mean? Again, your, your shit. <laughs> Cold and hard enough to nail it to the door. It's
3: theses, (laughs) not feces. Theses.
6: 92 of them, I believe.
3: Ugh.
2: (laughs) Disgusting. He must have been having stomach problems. It wasn't shit. I'm sorry, what did the hole say? Who's correcting us? (laughs)
6: Theses.
2: (laughs) It was theses, Ron. (laughs) All right, Janice. Talk to you later, sweetie.
6: Have a great day. Love you guys.
2: All right. She's the nicest person in the world. Well, let's go from the nicest person in the world to the worst person in the world, Jenny Hutt.
8: That's funny. Do you just call me the worst person in the world? Yeah. that was mean. Hi. Someone tweeted that you were talking about me, so I figured I'd call in.
2: Yeah, I did. I, was... I
8: like to know what, go straight to you for the information Good. rather than rely on the internet.
2: What is it that you want to know?
8: I don't know anything. What were you saying?
2: I just told everybody that I thought you had an abortion last night. I hope that's correct.
8: No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't. I'm not pregnant. So it's just the hey,
2: morning after pill. Uh, uh, do you still work here? Yes. Do you still come in?
8: I will be in maybe this Friday and all of next week
2: because I want to do the Ronnie B and Jenny Hut two three four show. I really just feel like I could do a morning wake up show with her. Well, like
8: I was, was waiting for class. you to do the podcast with me. I'm waiting. When are we doing that?
2: Do you have a Do you have a podcast? No, I was going to uh, do one with you. All right. Then we'll do one together. That's what I thought. But I really we're wanted it to be like one of those morning wake up shows.
8: How would we do it? How would it start?
2: Morning, everybody. Oh. <laughs> Having a fresh cup of coffee. <laughs> I don't know whether you saw this, but this Miley Cyrus is really on the edge these days. Yeah, that's how I would start it, too.
8: I think we're totally in concert with that whole concept. I yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah, no. That's not how I wake up, by the way, at all.
2: How do you wake up just rolling out of bed, just coughing?
8: No, no. I oh, get up like smoke. a bat out of hell, and then I wake up, my, I go to my kids, and I make sure they're out of bed, and I can get them out of the house. It's awful. It's not pretty.
2: What uh, What grades are your kids in now? Ninth,
8: eighth
2: and ninth. Wow.
8: Yeah. My son's a high school kid now. Yeah, that's, that's when crazy. it all
2: starts to go bad.
8: I know. I uh, Yeah. My kids yeah. are
2: three and five. It's the perfect I
8: know. Isn't that right? the perfect ages? It is the perfect age. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, I actually I have tremendous anxiety about uh, high school. I, I blogged about it on my website. I know your listeners are very interested in my thoughts.
2: Yeah, well, so what were you blogging?
8: Just that I was having emotional response. What a surprise. to his now, entering You've house.
2: got the uh, high holidays here, the Jewish holidays. I
8: do. I am a Jew. And yeah. so tonight we will celebrate the new year, and tomorrow I won't be working. There you go.
2: Uh, and is there... I guess at midnight, you guys drop a bagel somewhere? How does that work?
8: We do. We do. At midnight, there's the famous bagel drop. Uh And mostly, it's a bagel drop from the sky, wherever Jews are living, so that we can collect them. It's it's sort of like Santa, but not. His name is Harry.
2: Now, does somebody come around and give him presents to the kids? He actually takes presents from the kids? That we sounds like, like it better that way. It sounds like he's making a list, but it's a Schindler's list. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a very exciting beautiful. holiday for the yeah. Jewish people.
8: It's apples and honey, which is always delicious. So, yeah, it's a lot of food. I'm not looking forward to that aspect. What are you going to
2: do? You got to fill up on apples and
8: honey. No, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have soup probably. Oh I nice. Yeah, whatever. She, it's fine. How's everyone doing over there? What
2: are you do you do? Go throw I up don't. right after you eat? Now you still into that gimmick?
8: Yeah, no, I'm not into puking. No, I'd uh-huh. rather starve than puke. Well,
2: you gotta I look don't, good for TV, right?
8: Yeah, I don't want it. Yeah, oh god, yeah, the pressure of the TV. Yep, mm, people are merciless. They're cool.
2: are they? They being mean <laughs> to you?
8: No, they're not really mean. I mean, they're, they're, um, they're mostly nice. They're mostly nice. I mean, sometimes people, like some nights I Skype into Drew's show when I can't get to the city. And then, and, then, uh, and then someone last night was like, oh, the studio makeup really benefits you. And I'm like, honestly, it's a studio lighting. The lighting's great. I don't, I would like to walk around with a key light, but I
2: can't. Mm.
8: So what are you going to do? It's all Okay.
2: Now i got to go and see that and see what you look like. Yeah, but weird. I don't from think anyone night. looks good on Skype, do they?
8: No, no there's a, a, a There's, a, there's a video, I guess, from last night on Doctor on Facebook or on Dr. Dr. HLM. I don't know the website.
2: Why don't you just say this? Don't care about how I look. Listen to what I'm saying.
8: That's what I'm going to say from now on. I
2: believe that that person that. is guilty.
8: I'm going to tweet that. I'm going to be like, just pay attention to what I say, people. Mm. How's that?
2: All That's right, not the sweetie. world we live in anyway well we're gonna do a we're gonna do a uh podcast
8: I would like to I'm game I'm d for whatever you're oh. Into, so oh there you my go. god what
2: that that crossed the line
8: it did Saying d yeah why
2: dollar hicks you know what that means it means
8: darn me- it you know what my kids dr- always say when I try to be cool that I fail miserably so I guess they're right
2: mm, okay
8: all right bye
2: bye bye honey have a happy new year Thank you. Love all of you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right, I like what the Jews are doing here because I do feel like this is the new year because it's a new school year.
3: Yeah, that's, they fucking love it. Rosh Hashanah. It
2: seems like it's early this year, though, isn't it?
3: I can never tell because they, they're all lumped together. Yom Kippur, I think, is soon in a couple of weeks or something. I don't know how that works. Me neither. <laughs> they're all over the place.
2: Oh, I know I wasn't talking about. By the way, this is another reason why I hate Twitter is that if anyone says anything about, they tweet that person immediately. Like during the Unmasked, Jim Jeffries says, like, if he says anything about guns, yeah. that people go and tweet Anthony to fight with him in a okay. second. You know what I mean? Like,
3: well, since it's, it's an access, people are just fucking crazy now.
2: Yeah, but it's not up to them to fucking play the part of a rat. People, I said, Fed sounded like Johnny Hut when he was saying that one thing.
3: hmm. Well, people don't see it as ratting; they just see it as oh, they got a fuck. They th- they think they're stirring shit up. That's called ratting, but they don't see it as ratting. There's no there's no
2: loyalty. I I would put the big giant fucking blow up rat in front of their place. Just
3: put it in front of the Twitter headquarters. Just keep it there.
2: It's on this block. I walked by it today. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's very nice. They also have a thing on its belly, like it's got measles or something. Oh
3: nasty. That rat's okay. Or
2: maybe they were rat tits. I can't tell. <laughs> Did you ever find out if uh, Shelves is okay?
3: Yeah, I believe Shelves is all right. All right, good.
2: Uh, so where were we before Jenny Hut uh, screwed with us? Oh, uh, Jeffrey Wright's coming in a little bit. And uh, after that, Big J Oakerson's stopping in today. Yeah, he's fucking coming in. Hang out. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. Did I J. not explain the fact that he was not just going to come in and leave, but he was going to hang out?
3: He's going to be chilling.
2: Uh, there is a, uh, a protest that's going on against the Senate having meetings about Syria. And I think it's going kind to of cool because it's the first hashtag protest ever in history, this country. It's hashtag... No war with Syria. So we've never had protesters who had a hashtag as part of their name.
3: It would be a good way for them to fucking track how big this thing is. I like a hashtag.
2: I never, you know, stay involved with the hashtag stuff.
3: We got hashtag some homo
2: going. That was fun. It was the funnest day of our whole life. We gotta do something like that again. Oh, uh, they found another treasure off the Florida coast?
3: Yeah, this uh, family of treasure hunters found uh, $300,000 worth of Spanish gold from like 400, uh, 300 years ago.
2: Worst you can do, find Spanish gold. <laughs> they fucking try to take it immediately.
3: Well, yeah, I was reading the thing. Florida takes 20% of it to put in a museum. But
2: then Spain will want it. Oh, my God! Uh, this, uh, I think they're called Odyssey out of Tampa. They had this thing that was like $300 million, maybe even more, half a billion. They uh, had to give it all to Spain. That's they said that that's our treasure. Yeah, your treasure was lost under sea. Yeah, you guys screwed up. It's in fucking American waters. I don't, uh, I think it's just fucking horrible. I think if you go out there on a boat and find a treasure. Now, do you know who Mel Fisher is? No. Mel Fisher was the first big kind of treasure guy of the 1980s. All right. He found a treasure. uh, And in this treasure, he lost family members. They died. And it took years to find it. He uh, found this treasure. 100 different lawsuits he had to go through before he could finally start. But you will fucking love this. So I meet him in a bar in fucking Key West, right? Yeah and he was, had a chain around his neck and he had a gold bloom. <laughs> <laughs> he was just sitting at the that's bar. The, that's the shit. Yeah, he was great. You know, like, there okay. were some people who were, like, down in Key West that was, like, a mouthful shirt came in, you know. <laughs> but the day I met him was, like, really fucking funny. And I was, like, cool. Yeah. But there he was, like, I'll tell you what
0: you
3: are going to do when you get a
2: treasure. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he was just holding court. That's a, how. I was how could sitting you, at a bar.
3: How, and it was great. How could you not be a fucking treasure hunter? Like that's fucking occupation that you don't even fucking understand.
2: Trust me, you gotta get out there, you gotta go deep. You gotta <laughs> read, believe the map. He was like just having a great time. So he his family I guess still has it. They had like a little museum that you could pay and go in and see some of the treasure that was found. Well, that's pretty cool. I don't know how much his was worth. Uh, but it was you know, substantial amount. And it was like crazy. I mean, he was looking for that treasure for like over a dozen years. It was like 18 years, something crazy. And then he found it, and then everybody tries to fucking take it from him. That's fucking crazy. He's the guy who put the work in. Yeah. Now, Spain wanted this treasure back and then not even pay for the people the cost that the people went into to finding the treasure. Just scumbags. Um, here's James, you on the Manifest Show.
7: Hey, guys, just curious. Uh, why would the Spaniards have jurisdiction? Wouldn't it be like the people that they originally plundered it from? I mean, it was somebody else's gold before they fucking killed them for it.
2: Uh, I would agree with that 100%, but I don't know what was the whole thing of that cargo. Maybe Spain owned that country at the time yeah. and they had just dug it up. I don't know, but... I mean, it was like hundreds of years ago. And then they still act like, well, that's our fucking money? No, it's underwater. It's the oceans. I think if it's once it's underwater, it doesn't belong to you. Like if someone swims out and steals the flippers <laughs> off your feet, fuck you, you should have kept your feet <laughs> out of the water.
3: <laughs> They're national.
2: That's why I think you should be able to yank yeah. off of... A girl's fucking bikini bottoms because she's underwater like a treasure. Dolphins try to all the I time. I found this. Yeah, I would I would vote for any fucking president, any nominee who said, mm. I will protect the treasure hunters and what they're trying to do, and we will bomb Spain before we give them a fucking plug nickel.
3: Half the goddamn country's out of work. I mean, pretty easy to take them over. It'd be nice to get a nice foothold in Europe again.
2: All right, you know what? Even in this country, where's their unemployment at? 10%? I'd rather give everybody a boat and let them get out there and look for fucking treasure.
3: (laughs) At least a raft.
2: There's treasure off of Long Island. There's treasure off of North Carolina. Uh, All kinds of places boats went down.
3: I gotta fucking try to get on a treasure hunting ship. I can't you swim. S- I can't swim. But, you know, I think it'll be okay. I can just work the sonar or whatever the fuck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what happens if we take water on?
3: I <laughs> got a life vest. I'll,
2: I'll be good. Um, hey, Mitchell, you're on the manifest show.
3: Hey, buddy,
7: what's up? Hey. Hey, I've got Florida. They've got to stand your on ground law, but they don't have any finders
2: keepers this to Thank you. Thank Awful. you. Awful. What's the thumbs up for?
3: Our guest is ready.
2: Oh, our guest Jeffrey Wright is stopping in. Everyone knows him. He's one of the greatest actors in the world. Quite frankly, Uh, you can put him in the top whatever you want to. Uh, Boardwalk Empire, he's playing a part on this year. It's just crazy. Uh, It premieres Sunday, September 8th at 9 o'clock. Let's bring in the great Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright back in the studio with us on Boardwalk Empire. Yes. This year. Yes. And what a, I'm still trying to figure out your character. I've only seen the first two episodes, (laughs) but it's one of the most complicated characters I've ever
9: seen. (laughs) Yes. He's, um, he's, you know, the, the alpha dog crime boss from uh, Harlem, 1924 comes down to Atlantic city to sort out a bit of a mess and, uh, only leaves a bigger mess. Uh, he, he's described as a doctor of divinity. Mm -hmm. I call him a doctor of divinity and vice and, you know, doctor of, of chaos. He's, um, Yes he's a I, I don't think he's a character I hope that we've seen a lot of before. Um,
2: no, I certainly haven't yeah I have never seen anybody walk the line of this <laughs> yeah. and the way he talks because he's originally from Trinidad from right? Trinidad yeah. yeah now would that give a whole different feel? to like his point of view of where he's coming in at that time?
9: Yeah, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, he's based on a guy named Casper Holstein who was very loosely based, a distorted uh, version of Casper Holstein with a lot of the benevolence sucked out of him. Casper Holstein was the biggest numbers runner in Harlem in the early 20s and was a, uh, was making millions of dollars uh, a year. Was a philanthropist on the level of the Carnegie's um, and and advocating on behalf of uh, rights and for Virgin Islands and was a Garveyite, a supporter of Marcus Garvey, a really incredible figure. Um, but the, the 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 reason that these guys often, uh, you know, these kind of, uh, you know, Caribbean immigrants had an advantage because their educational system down there was very different. So mm-hmm. they had a different relationship to language and they had a different relationship to uh, their own sense of self. And so there's a tension uh, at times between, that still exists between Caribbean uh you know africans and african americans there's mm-hmm. you know you know there's a little bit of um you know of a historical rivalry if you will and and a lot of that has to do with you know with this kind of bridget british education education system that uh, that uh, that folks uh grew up under so he you know he comes with um uh, a very uh a very self-assured uh, confidence. Um, and he's also a character that uses language in a very specific way. He's not someone who's rural. He's not someone who's uneducated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has expectations about, you know, his place in uh, in society, whether he's in Harlem or whether he's in Atlantic City and whether he's dealing, frankly, with, uh, with black folks or white folks. And we get into a little bit of that down the line.
2: And he's kind of separatist, right? I mean, he,
9: he's absolutely, yeah, yeah. yes, but he's, you know, he's, he's absolute. He's a racial, uh, you know, separatist, you know, kind of black nationalist. Uh, but he also is a bit of an elitist. So there are certain, uh, you know, black folks that he kind of, uh, you know, has issue with. You know, he has issue with all white folks. Um, right. but, but, but he's somewhat contradicted because clearly he's, you know, he's, he's, uh, you know, I'm, you know, light skinned, so he's light skinned, so he's, uh, an amalgam of things, uh, in and of himself, but at the same time, there's this self loathing. Uh, Within him that doesn't see that that doesn't recognize that, you know, that kind of dismisses that uh, aspect of him and only, you know, kind of uh, uh, clings to the ideal, uh, this idea, this ideal of blackness, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a very complicated guy, very complicated guy. But he, I think, is only contradicted in his actions. You know, he has one face, one public face and a very different private face. But within him, I don't think there's any contradiction. He's as clear as a bell. Because ultimately he's driven by, you know, a desire for uh, power, money, and, you know, and and driven by, you know, his own self-interest. So he's completely uncontradicted. So it's a lot of fun to play.
2: Harlem was such an interesting time back then as well because everything was exploding. Mm. In terms of, and, like, I think it was the first time that you, like, black people found out, hey, we can dominate in uh, entertainment business, sport, and there was, I think, the first real, we're, we're running some of our own stuff.
9: Yeah. Well, you had, you know, it became this meeting ground, this Mecca, once it was opened up, because it was in the early uh, 20th century, there was a real estate guy who managed to get some deals with a Jewish landlord, but there was a black guy i forget his name who managed to come up there and cut some deals and, uh, and 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 uh provide some housing to some black families and that just opened it up like you know or like i think it was like 1900 and by the 1920s it, you know black folks were flooding to this area not only from other parts of new york but coming up from the south coming to the from the caribbean and this was really you know a meeting ground for a new type of uh african american uh, energy. And as well, you have to realize this is only like 60 years after the Emancipation Proclamation. Right. So, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, you, know, re- you know, reconsidering of the place within society on behalf of African-Americans. And so there's a lot of energy and a lot of focus there and a lot of aspiration, a lot of, you know, aspiration toward the future. And in fact, you know, at that time you had, you know, W. E. B. Du Bois, Marcus Garvey, Booker T. Washington, all of these great thinkers who were trying to, and the Harlem Renaissance as well, it's happening mm-hmm. within the, all of these great thinkers and great artists are considering what is the way forward. Now that we're free in America, where do we go? What do we do with it? Do we, are we, should we be rural based? Should, you know, we be conservative, you know, as Booker T. Washington said, or should we just, you know, be, uh, you know, uh, you know, be, go for as, you know, as uh, not only, you know, vocational education, but go for the highest, Uh, levels of education as W.E.B. Du Bois would espouse. And then you had, you know, Marcus Garvey and Du Bois had this debate, you know, as well, which was very personal at times where, you know, Garvey, you know, was considered Du Bois an elitist and, you know, half white and Du Bois looked at Garvey and said, you know, you ugly, you know, like so there was all this vicious personal, uh, you know, uh, 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 discussion and interaction that was going on and all of this 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 incredible energy about this new freedom and where we go with it and how we build this, you know, new African-American society. And so um, the movie, uh, the, the, the show that we're doing. Is happening in the midst of all this, yeah. and these writers are tying into a lot of this stuff in a really, really inspired way. Of stuff, so I think so. I'm having a you know I'm having a ball working on this stuff.
2: And then at the same time, and you kind of pick up on this in the show, jazz is starting. Yep. and I think it's the first time that white people went. We're going yeah. to, to uptown. We're going to go see that show. Yeah, you know,
9: you had these, you know, as we have with uh, you know the Onyx Club, which is Chalky White's new club. Chalky White, of course, played by the uh, incredible. Michael Kenneth Williams, and he shares his club with, uh, with Steve Buscemi's Nucky, uh, Nucky Thompson. And, uh, so the, uh, the Onyx club is kind of a, a, you know, a a cotton club, but, set in Atlantic city where you had, you know, black performers and white patrons. You said some, you know, black owners, but largely they were, you know, they, you know, they have better been partners to, uh, you know, to white owners um, and often had, you know, had, you know, these um, organized crime ties, but it was the first time, as you say, that white audiences had uh, access in the flesh to modern African-American music and to jazz. And Mm -hmm. so at the beginning of the jazz age, now, uh, you know, it's really, uh, you know, the, 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 the excitement and the interest around it is starting to accelerate because of these clubs, you know. And, um, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty thrilling set to work on. You've got, you know, all this great music, and then you have these uh, these dance, the Onyx Girls, which are kind of like, you know, a, a whole team of Josephine Bakers that we have. Yeah. It's really cool stuff.
2: And it's uh, it's such a fascinating time. I yeah. mean, it's stunningly yeah. fascinating time. It's really the beginning, I think, of modern Times. Yes. You know? Yeah. Everything started then.
9: Um Yeah. You know, uh, it was um, it it was, you know, I guess the, uh, you know, the industrial revolution had kicked in and th- things were becoming mechanized and starting to move faster. And, you know, I guess, you know, maybe in some ways not so dissimilar to, you know, a lot of the, you know, what's happening now. I mean, it's just happening you know, in a within a different context, you know, with the information age. But it was, you know, it was the it was, uh, um, you know, technology was really oh. starting to, you know, to take its place uh, and really drive, um, you know, drive the way folks interacted with uh, with one another in a way that must have seemed as accelerated for them sure. as it does for us now. Um, yeah, and then you know, politically, there were you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. You know. And stuff, stuff that we we tap into as well. Marcus Garvey, who is really kind of the you know the godfather of Rastafarianism, you know, uh, who was a black nationalist and uh, and Pan Africanist, uh, and 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 my character um, has some relationship with him. But he was you know one of these early civil civil rights leaders, and uh, J Edgar Hoover was ascending at the um, FBI at this time. And Marcus Garvey was his first obsession. Even before uh, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, uh, Garvey was in the sites of the, within the sites of the FBI and J. Edgar Hoover. So there's all this, you know, there are all kinds of like fascinating stuff yeah. going on at the time. And that
2: became just like a lifelong thing for Hoover. He would just find the That's next right. one the, and the next yeah, one.
9: Yeah. Well, they say that Hoover, there was, you know, there's word on the street that he was actually passing, which means he was, you know, he was actually African-American, but he was uh, so light-skinned that he could pass for white. And that's part of his obsession when it was that he was kind of, you know, latent, if you will, and trying to, you know, protect, uh, protect his, his identity again, driven by this self-loathing.
2: It was the same thing they said about uh, Babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. Babe Ruth had the same thing. It was w- one of the things that would come up. Uh,
9: well, anybody hit that ball like that. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> but, um, but that was really at the same time that, you know, the old uh, Negro leagues mm-hmm. had started, mm-hmm. which I think was like one of the greatest eras of baseball, and to let that, you know, th- the fact that we let that get away, I think, is just kind of awful.
9: Well, it's- I hadn't heard that about Babe Ruth, but I wouldn't doubt that, you know, there was someone in there, someone playing there, who, you know, wasn't quite as, you know, uh, pure white bread as mm-hmm. was no Because that's just the way America is. You know, you know the, I don't know if you heard this story about um, President Obama, that, you know, his father's born in Kenya, mm-hmm. but apparently he's descendant of one of the first... Documented African slaves in this country. No, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, and you and people say, "Well, how could that be?" His father's born in Kenya. Well, there's a guy named John Punch, I believe, who was a slave in Virginia, one of the early, very first 17th century documented slaves. But uh, uh, Ancestry.com has uh, has has written that uh, President Obama is, is is descendant of this guy through his mother, through his wow. white mother. But it, you know, and I, it's. I think it's such a brilliant story. I think it's because there's so much. Uh, there's we're, we're such such a more complex people, sure. we uh, Americans culturally, racially, than we give ourselves credit for. Um, you know, they did the same with uh, with with Thomas Jefferson's uh, descendants. With they were they were they were trying to find out uh, descendants of Sally Hemings, who was Jefferson's slave uh, lover. Once his wife died. And they were trying to find a uh, trace, you know, uh, um, her descendants. And they went and did the DNA sampling on white folks who were living in Ohio. It wasn't black folks that mm-hmm. they found, but they found these white folks who were descendant of this slave, who was a lover to Thomas Jefferson. There's, you know, all this ideas about purity, racial purity, that's all bullshit. You know? Sure. There's no racial purity. We're all, we're all a bunch of mutts, man. Well, yeah, I mean... We're all, the, you know, men, brothers and sisters. The, the,
2: the uh, Mediterranean made real yeah. th- short work of all that yeah. because everybody was yeah. just hanging around there for thousands of years.
9: Yeah, yeah. living and loving.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, but th- but this is the, the kind of stuff that... Uh, that you could do with Boardwalk Empire because yeah. there are so many stories yeah. going on. Like you have to really be an active viewer yeah. to follow this show.
9: Well, yeah, but and they're not afraid. The writers and producers are not afraid to get into the the nitty gritty and get into the complexities. And they're certainly doing that now. And that's what's really exciting about it. You know, this is you know for the stuff that you know that, that they've written for me. I mean, I've been it's some of the best stuff that I've ever worked on. The writing and you know the all of the dynamics behind it, you know, this young, you know, it's not like, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, if you want to go, you know, with the, you know, uh, see uplift and, you know, people singing, we shall overcome and all that stuff. This, you know, you go to a different place. If you want to see Oprah Winfrey crying for a baby and all that, you know, <laughs> go to see a different movie. This stuff is much more raw and much more complicated. And, uh, and, uh, and, and, and dangerous. I, what I like about it is, I think, I hope that it's really going to challenge people's perceptions of what you know of, of 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 expectations of what these stories should be about and really be fresh in that way so that it's more exciting you know and that we're seeing new things we're seeing you know things that are shocking and uh, but things that are titillating things that you know uh, uh, things that are, are are compelling you know I'm I, I you know I hope people really groove to it I certainly am
2: well like you said that is really our story as much as any of the great men's stories that they taught us yeah. in school yeah you know, these stories, particularly here in New York City, is that, you know, we have these stories of just folding over on each other time and time again.
9: Yeah, Of, of people, you know, trying to make the best of it, you know you know particularly for a character like mine as again he's based on this actual guy who was uh who was an incredible uh thinker apparently who was a, a well I'll tell the story he was um he was uh worked as a courier as a kid and he was asked to deliver a package for this family this wall street connected family and the woman uh put the wrong address on the package but he delivered it anyway she said well how did you do they said i went to every house on the block until i delivered this package and so she said well you're very resourceful you should come work for us so they gave him a job on wall street like a menial job but apparently he would find himself in uh the janitor's closet by day studying the days uh, and years stock results so he was studying these stock indices and it was out of that that he had the idea uh later to tie a daily number to the day's stock results so there was no ambiguity and no fix could be set in so you only have to look at the newspaper and put a couple numbers together and you realize that was the number did you win or did you not Mm -hmm. and so his uh his game attracted uh, a lot of attention he was making apparently like twelve thousand dollars a day at one point making millions of dollars from this daily numbers game and he became so successful that after the uh the 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 wall street crash in the 30s uh the family that had set him up in the first place had been wiped out. He became their caretaker. He looked wow. after them. This is how, you know, how how uh you know how powerful this guy had become. As well, he was kidnapped and held for fifty thousand dollars ransom apparently in late nineteen twenties. He paid the ransom and when he did White mafiosos downtown started to cotton to the idea that this numbers game wasn't just nickels and dimes, but there was real money to be made. And it was like, who's this? Who's this black guy who's playing mm-hmm. fifty thousand dollars to free himself? And they all took greater interest. And that's when the Dutch Schultzes, Schultzes and the white mafiosos moved into the numbers game up in Harlem as well. You know, prohibition was uh, was on its way, and so the liquor game wasn't as lucrative anymore. So, but I just say all that to say that here's a character who was incredibly innovative. He was also, as I said, one of the biggest philanthropists today. Incredibly intelligent, incredibly innovative, incredibly resourceful. But he was using all of that in the best way that he knew how, right. You know, still he, straight. He's, he's, still he's straight. He's straight. He had to be, you know, he, he the guy won. I mean, can you can imagine being a millionaire. You're an African-American millionaire in 1920s. Yes. The, the, the work that that takes and the focus that that takes. And there weren't a lot of opportunities. There weren't, you know, there was uh Madam CJ Walker, who was the first African-American woman. A millionaire, but she, uh, she had a dream about straightening hair and she had all these hair products that she came up with and, you know, went through the roof, but you know, there are not a lot of, you know, there were not a lot of legitimate options, you know, so, you know, here's a guy who's got the capacity and, you know, you know, using it to the best that he can. And with my character, I think that's probably because there aren't these a lot of available options for him, and he has expectations of who he should be. I think it probably drives his aggression and, you know, his uh, his sense of, uh, you know, uh, of, uh, of damage and the justification for his doing all the things that he does because he feels he's entitled to it.
2: You but know? it's so amazing to come up because... Everybody before the lottery, everyone played the number, right? You know, my grandfather played the number every day of his life. That's right. And, you know, when you think now that the state came in and stole that business from people who used to make a living at it,
9: it's a really strange thing as well. And it also, you know, begs the question, are those, were those guys criminals? Yeah. Because if they were criminals, uh, uh, you know, what does it say? You know, (laughs) now if it's criminal, was it criminal because it was uh, for legal reasons or moral reasons? You know, yeah. And I think probably a little bit of both. And so you know, there, because there were a lot of people who were losing their shirts too on those numbers. They were playing way above their means. They didn't have rent money, but they were playing the number hoping that they could get it. You know, and so it. But was that a,
2: still hasn't changed with right, casinos. That's right. That's right.
9: so it was a moral question. It, it, it is, and it brings up interesting issues about what the state does now, what the government does now you know, to its own citizens and, you know, running these uh, these lottery games.
2: Illegal know. just means you're not cutting this, the <laughs> right. government in. That is illegal. <laughs> right. Uh, so great to see yeah. you, and it's so cool to see you on the show. It's amazing that all this stuff happens on TV now. Yeah. It's, it's just stuff. mind-blowing. Jeffrey Wright, uh, Boardwalk Empire premieres this Sunday, September 8th at 9 o'clock. Cool. I'll see you next time coming through, my Cool. Friend. Thank
9: you, man.
3: Jeffrey Wright's the man. He is the man.
2: That's Basquiat right there. Hell yeah. Basquiat. I don't even know if I was into Basquiat at all before I saw that. You know, I do the only before I saw Jeffrey Wright play him in that film. But I do remember I saw uh, paintings, the paintings that he had done. With Andy Warhol, yeah, and I was very turned off by it. It just—it looked like someone went in and beat up some Warhol paintings. Like his footprints were on it and stuff. And I just couldn't get it. I was like, "Oh, that you took the Warhol, made it like really ugly." And then uh, after I saw the the film, I kind of changed my mind on it.
3: And looking back at that movie, just the amount of people that are in it that blew up from it.
2: Well, some people blew up fr- from it, and then some people just went and w- worked because it was Julian Schnabel, and they were art fans. So like Dennis Hopper and David Bowie were fans of Basquiat and Schnabel, and they went in and, and uh, did that film. Um, probably at the time, probably Jeffrey Wright was one of the few like real unknowns.
3: Benicio Del Toro probably wasn't known at that time. I mean that was no, been, he
2: wasn't. But I don't even think he had a very big part. I mean that part of it like was it was probably the
3: beginning of the movie, really. First, yeah.
2: Who was the guy who played Renee Ricard? Oh, that guy. Yeah, I love that guy. Fez, love that Jeffrey Wright. Uh, we should have him do the show with us every day. Michael Wincott played over uh, card. He's so fucking great that guy. Yeah, he's good. Well the first I know he was in the Doors movie. He played uh I don't know, like Bruce Botnick or somebody in the uh, Paul, Rothschild. Paul Rothschild who was the first producer uh, of those Botnik was the second one. But uh and then I think he was also in the Oliver Stone movie before that too, the Vietnam movie. Before the Fourth of July. Even the one before that too though, I think. I think he'd done a lot of Oliver Stone. Yeah, he was in oh, talk radio. He was in talk radio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's great. One day, this is about six, seven years ago, I was heading over to something we were doing, and I see that guy uh, walking down the street, right? Yeah. It was just like getting dark, and he had this long coat on and this fucking... Um, long scarf and he was carrying a bottle of wine somewhere I just (laughs) imagine he was going to like a dinner party or something but he looked like the shit I was just like god damn he's living it yeah he was on talk radio as uh you're the best thing on the radio today (laughs) I always thought of that as the pre having his own show, Davey Mack, when Davey Mack used to come and see us. Because <laughs> he was always so fucking crazy in those days.
3: Whenever I watched you talk radio, seeing like the phone screens smoking up a storm and shit it was like, oh, could you really do that? Like, yes, fucking, everyone yeah,
2: smoked in radio. Yeah, I was fucking no man. talk show host would do a show this long without smoking. Yeah. Now you have a nice e-cig.
3: I can't, I can't have those. I got to stay away from those things.
2: You're making a huge mistake because I love them.
3: <sighs> Well, I had to take sick days last time. I smoked them for a week and it destroyed my lungs. Which, it sh- that shouldn't happen.
2: <sighs> Shemmy's really riding out this Boardwalk Empire thing, huh? I like it. I fucking like seeing him. I like to see him do more movies, though. You know, I like to see him do both. Maybe
3: just taking it easy. He just wants to just bang out some boardwalk. Hang yeah, I don't Brooklyn. know what's
2: going on in his life. I don't try to, you know what I mean. Like I don't want him. I don't want to go over a schedule with him. I'm just saying. I'm such a big fan of his work.
3: I watched. Um,
2: you know, you and I are on different sides of the fence here.
3: All right. <laughs> I watched Airheads over the weekend. I forgot which Chevy was in it. He was the fucking third Airhead, he did and a he lot was of fucking things with
2: Sandler. <laughs> yeah, they'll be... show up always in the Sandler film. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> He, showed, he was the fucking homeless guy in Big Daddy's constant. And then he was the fucking crazy bastard In uh, Billy Madison You know all these things Yeah, You could write a I little see, book I've seen a lot of Adam Sandler movies
2: <laughs> You have No one's ever I don't think Written the definitive Adam Sandler book yet So that could be you
3: I'm gonna get on this I'm gonna make it an ebook book too So people can download it
2: Bop, bop, ba, ba da da-da-da Yeah, why don't you do a thing on uh, Adam Sandler cameos? I think I will. And tie in the the band cameo as well. All right. Make it a whole thing. (laughs) Make it a whole great thing.
3: Adam Sandler cameos plus band cameo.
2: You're doing something today on smoking, aren't
3: you? Yep, smoking fucking hard, smoking long. Got something come up real nice. It's the Smoker Swag. Over the years... Cigarette advertising, and into the the heyday, which led to the death knell of the 1990s. Of cigarette advertising? Cigarette advertising, yeah.
2: Well, I think they took it off TV in the 70s, or maybe even before then. But I remember uh, that cigarette advertising was so big that it was like... Almost like Budweiser advertising now.
3: Yeah, you'd see like giant Marlboro signs in the sur- and you know football stadiums.
2: They would also do commercials.
3: That just fucking seems crazy, but it happened. People used to not give a shit.
2: <laughs> We're seeing what when they canceled uh, when they took cigarettes off of TV. Uh, here's, uh, Corey and Yonkers, you're on the Run of Face Show.
7: Hey, guys, how you doing? Um, I've been home from work since about July 15th, you know, on medical leave, and every day, basically on like Epics in the morning, they show and Adam him say on the morning. Click, That's My Boy, um, Jack and Jill, every once in a while, they'll pop up a Billy Madison, it's like he must have some kind of deal, and basically he has all the same players in the movie.
2: Um... Yeah, well, he does. He's His buddies are in his films all the time. Mm-hmm. His buddies directed. It. It's just his way of uh, yeah. doing shit. That's his way of rolling. 1971 is when they banned.
3: He said, go straight to hell. TV advertising.
2: What are you putting your uh, box up? Oh, it's going up very soon. Okay, very soon.
3: Very, very soon. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be great.
2: I can't wait for that. It's going to be a nice little surprise. Doug, you're on the Ron Fez show.
7: Oh, my God. My favorite Buscemi movie is uh, uh, Fargo. I I have never seen it. He got his ass kicked more off. (laughs) It just was great.
2: So many great films that uh, Buscemi's done. So many. And Fargo's amazing. He's fucking amazing in that. Hysterical. I mean, right up to the end, he's still giving shit right before he gets killed. Is <laughs> that a fucking problem with that? He's holding his fucking face together with his hand. When there's
3: no way he's getting out of this thing alive, or fucking even if he'd left there alive, that he was going to keep the fucking money. It's fucking great.
2: Uh, Richie, Strong Island.
3: Hey.
0: You there?
2: Yeah, where am I going to go, Richie?
0: All right, listen, the last cigarette advertised on television was 1971. It was Vantage. Vantage. That's correct. Any other tobacco questions, I'm the guy.
2: So you're like the presidential trivia of tobacco.
0: I know it all. I've been in this game for 40 years. Uh, I had 11 tobacco stores. I worked for two cigarette manufacturers, and I work for a cigarette distributor now. All
2: right, who would rather fight than switch?
0: Harritons, of course.
2: See, he's good. (laughs) He's good.
0: Uh, do you know the cigarette that Ronald Reagan gave away in the beautiful Christmas cotton package in the 40s? Give it to me. Chesterfield.
2: Chesterfield. Shit. It's you, a know to
0: pick. you know the cigarette that, that Babe Ruth ran around the paces with one in his mouth? No. Old gold.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he actually lit up and ran around?
0: Ran around the basement with a lit up, man. Goes to show you how much energy you needed to do that.
2: Now, by the way, Jeffrey Wright had never heard the rumors, but I'd always heard that certain people said that Babe Ruth was black. One of them being the very racist Ty Cobb. Yeah. And would yell racist stuff at him.
3: Like half uh, or just.
2: Yeah, I don't know what he said exactly. But yeah, I, I'd always heard that too. Um. Uh, all right, thanks, Richie. Good stuff. You uh, looks like he just stole Hicks's thunder.
3: I kind of feel like an asshole. That guy really knows. <laughs> I never worked for any tobacco companies. So.
2: No, you really don't even have your stuff ready. You don't know what diamonds going up. Nobody's plugged and pulled today. Just been a wacky day. It's been a wacky day. Uh, Turtle, you're on the Runafest show.
5: My buddies.
7: Hey, yeah. Ron, did you ever see Con Air and the uh, role that Buscemi did in that? Yeah. It was a, it was a horrible kind of movie. But he paid a he played a pedophile, I believe, and his performance just literally made your skin crawl. It was
10: really crazy. Well that
2: scene where you think he's hurt the little girl. That,
7: yeah that oh, was,
2: was just a, a, a fucking mind blower. But classic. Um yeah, I think we can all agree that Con Air is a ridiculous movie, but we can also agree no one has ever turned off Con Air in history. It's an all-star cast. Any more than you would turn off uh, The Rock or Face Off. <laughs> that crazy... Oh, I got into a Nick Cage film the other night. I could not get to sleep because it was so fucking wacky. He played the craziest characters, All right. And it was an Atlantic City movie called Snake Ice.
3: I remember the name. I, and don't, I, I mean, see it.
2: He was fucking bananas <laughs> in that. He was crazy.
3: Oh, man. I love a good, crazy fucking Nick Cage movie. And there's so many of them.
2: Um, here's uh, Ted in Jersey. You're on the Manifest Show.
7: Hey, man. Uh, I was born in 74, and uh, I remember seeing camel commercials, uh, watching football games on uh, Sunday. You know, Sunday, so.
3: just that think, true? Uh, in 71, now, they banned them. You might have seen, like, billboards, maybe. Or magazine ads.
2: No, this was on TV. No, nah, you didn't see them. I'm pretty sure. You No, you did not see him. It was a federal law.
3: Yeah, they said no more. Uh, I guess I was make her uh, imagine it. Sorry, guys.
2: Maybe what you are remembering is a past life thing. <laughs> what was the cigarette that um, you smoked when you were a little kid? You smoked when you were a little kid, right?
3: I smoked uh, Marlboro Lights. That was my mom's brand. Because, you know, it's my, par- my parents' That's brand. That's what now. you do. You
2: smoke your parents. <laughs> me and my friends, when we were, like, in first grade, and I can remember this distinctly, passing that cigarette around, around like a joint. <laughs> and lighting it with a Twin Oak Super Cuff. <laughs> you were like, fucking Super Cuff me. Fucking gang. Give me a fucking T.O. Super Cuff.
3: Getting lightheaded. Getting a little fucking. Yeah,
2: you got a little buzz off yeah. of it.
3: That shit was great.
2: And then you're like, okay, I want you to fucking show me one last time the French inhale, and then I'll fucking have it.
3: <laughs> Go home. Practice in the mirror.
2: But if you would ask asked me at that age, I would say, yeah, I Because yeah. I love the idea of it.
3: Yeah, smoke. And
2: here's the idea that I liked: Certainly not the taste huh. or the experience. I like the fact that you were not allowed to do it. That was fucking thrilling to me. That's the most exciting thing if when a kid finds out he cannot do something.
3: Well, I just fucking thought it looked cool, but then I flip flopped and was like, "Why?" I would sometimes yell at them, "Why are you spending money on cigarettes when you for fucking? There's no food in the house." But then, know, I real, then I realized as an adult that cigarettes are probably
2: more. Your important. fucking sad childhood cannot bum us out every day. I'm not dude. trying to bum anybody out. Yeah, I'm just saying that's what happened. I don't like to hear about it. <laughs> why don't you do what I? Why didn't you do what I have? Nice fucking suburban parents, <laughs> making a nice stable life that you screwed up for them. <laughs> Instead of you, all so the way around for me. <laughs> as a fucking dead end kid, um, Frank Delaware, you're on the run Fesler show.
7: Ron, I don't know if you remember this, but in the spectrum on the jumbotron, as, as, as far as I remember, as late as the '90s, they would run on the jumbotron screen all the ads. Uh, they they looked a loophole
2: in some way, but I do remember that. Yeah, well, the uh, jumbotron is not a, a a TV commercial, so yeah, no, you no. were allowed to have ads. They had the smoke ring things in Times Square. Yeah, but they knocked it off the TV in
3: 1971. And yeah, the last the last fucking cigarette ad to to- was a Vantage ad. <laughs> Virginia Slims, according to this article.
2: I heard Vantage today.
3: Yeah. All right. I think Richie's fucking uh,
2: Virginia Slims came a long way, baby.
3: <sighs> yeah, seventy-one. That's it. Done.
2: Done. Bump, 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 bump. I think that was Marlboro. And in my when we would go to the high school football games, they would fucking play that song. The band would. Mm-hmm. And when you're in elementary school, and that song started playing, you took your fucking pack out. You fucking held it up in your hand. <laughs> Big and ups. Cool. <laughs> That's my brand. Jeff, you're on the Run of Faith show.
5: Hey,
7: Ron, uh, I was born in '69, and I remember seeing stuff on TV too. And, and Hicks just said it. I remember seeing uh, Virginia Slim ads, you know, because they're all
0: obviously catered towards women.
2: I'm today. telling you, th- they were not on TV after 1971. It. This was a federal law.
3: Yeah. The FC, they, they they fucking said we can't have, these are things, we can't be advertised. These things are bad for people.
2: Uh, Brody, you're on the Run a fest show.
0: What's up, buddies? I just wanted to say I just grew up uh, born about 84, and uh, one of the worst things in my life as a kid was
2: Having to mourn the loss of those delicious candy cigarettes. I know Hicks would love them. I think they're still around. I remember them when Are I
5: was
0: a little kid. Yeah, I think I can't find them anywhere.
7: Where can I get them,
2: Hicks? There, go to those vintage uh, candy things online, and um, you'll be able to find anything. I yeah. mean, if you if you go online, you can find anything that ever existed before. You might pay more money than you want to. But you will see it.
3: Get some nice vintage candy cigarettes.
2: Um, Mike, you're on the Ron Fez show.
7: Hey, guys. Uh, I was born in 65, and back in the day in high school, so the early 80s, we were influenced by Brian Setzer and the Stray Cats, and he subliminally made us smoke filterless.
2: Filterless what? Then you disappeared. Oh, no. My father used to uh, smoke uh, filterless Paul
3: Stuff Yeah, they were fucking rough. Yeah, it's some rough shit right there.
2: Yeah, fuck. And I used to have to put a roach clip on it, and just when I stole (laughs) cigarettes from. One time I was at Jonesy's, this uh, corner store, candy store, and I was buying a pack of Marlboros, and Jonesy's like he would always sell the cigarettes. Hmm. So once he's like. Who are these for? And I go, my dad. And he goes, your dad smokes palm Malls. I'm going to tell him you're smoking. <laughs> and, man, I went home. I was fucking terrified. I was like, please, don't let fucking Jonesy fucking ruin everything for me. he dropped the dime? No. All right, good man. The guy was running a fucking book out of the candy place.
3: All right, so yeah, who's he, right? Here's why i bringing a heat to him. Oh, we drove that old man crazy.
4: The crackdown at our store was when you had to... St- when you went to the, to the corner to get your dad's cigarettes, they started making you bring a note from your father saying, please sell him cigarettes, there for me.
2: Now, today, they would arrest your father for that.
4: Yeah. Mm. Um, and my father was always like, don't lose that note, get it back from him. I don't want to have to keep writing it every time. We
2: would have... Uh, we didn't have... Things like that, but isn't it funny? Today you would never send a kid to the store, and I used to get sent to a store. Right? Yeah. I'm not even fucking making this up. I had a note of what my mom wanted because I couldn't remember and was too young to fucking read. I would just hand the note to Jonesy,
3: <laughs> and he would fucking collect your shit.
2: Yeah, and he would wow. collect it, put it in the uh, put it in the bag. I got a little fucking little candy for myself <laughs> and get out of there. But we actually had to to, like, uh, cross over this thing that was, like, the highway has those, uh, like, an off-ramp, we yeah. had to cross over a fucking off-ramp to get to his place. <laughs> and, like, you would look both ways and run as fucking fast. We would be so fucking little. They would arrest people today.
3: Yeah, if a, like, a kid that young by himself outside, so an, 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 a random adult would come up and say, where are your parents? What the fuck's going on here? Uh,
2: I, I, I've never seen... I can't go to a store now. It just doesn't happen. They wouldn't fucking think of it. Um, here's uh, Keith in Pittsburgh. You're on the Ron show. Hey,
7: right. Thanks, Ben. Uh, good show. Hey, I was going to talk about alcohol, but, but the first thing is, remember the old cigarette machines? When we were kids. I, we spoke weird, you know, young teenagers, and it was for several years. But we just go, you know, if you have some quarters, just throw them in a machine, pull the lever, and you got yourself
3: a pack of cigarettes.
2: Or if someone broke into that fucking machine, that was like,
3: oh my god! Yeah, that was so good. It's striking oil. Yeah, delicious smoky oil.
7: You haven't seen those machines probably for I don't know, ten or fifteen years now.
2: I don't remember the last time I saw a a machine. Um, Thanks, Uh, Kevin in New York. Kevin, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, when does the Joe Camel ads in? They were in the
7: 80s when that Joe Camel
3: ads in Joe I Camel
2: was, they... yeah, but those were magazines and things. And then yeah. they started saying that those Joe Camels were aimed at kids.
3: Yeah, he was a cartoon character.
2: And they were saying that then they couldn't be near schools. Yep.
3: And then um, finally in 1997, they retired Joe Camel.
7: Okay, I, I couldn't remember. I knew, I knew they didn't show smoking, but I wasn't real sure.
3: Thanks guys, I love the show. Peace. And they also had the Camel Cash where you had fucking little fucking fake dollar bills with Joe Camel in a George Washington wig, which you then redeemed for t-shirts and ashtrays.
2: I remember when uh, in the eighties and probably nineties, the girls would come into bars that you're at and hand you free cigarettes. For you know, they would just come in they would have those small packs and just hand them out to people.
3: Today, uh, these days, they'll they'll still send people out, but they'll give out like um, Zippo's or like coupons or whatever, like buy one get ones.
2: They, they can't, won't hand you the actual cigarettes.
3: They, they can That's fucking big no no. They can't actually give you cigarettes.
2: Uh. All right, go over the box that you have there. That's nice, Chris Stanley. Uh, here's Al in Maryland. You're on the a Fed show.
7: Ronnie, hey, I'm a pipe smoker, uh, so I'm going to light my pipe with a wooden match like a gentleman. The other sure. day, they carded me for wooden matches
5: in Maryland. No. That was
7: interesting. Yeah, I had to show my ID. Hey, but uh, when I was a kid, we were in Germany. My dad was in the army. We got that sea rations. They always had Chesterfield unfiltered cigarettes in them. Mm-hmm. We filled stole them out and smoked them over about a five year period. And when we moved, my dad got rid of these things and found we pulled all the smoke from them. Got a little bit of a jam with them for that, but <laughs> unfiltered.
2: And did they always do that with the Army? They used to.
7: I don't know when they stopped. This was in the mid-70s. Uh, they, you got toilet paper, crackers, a candy bar, and a small mini-pack of smoke, so they could have, like, four cigarettes in it. They were Chesterfield. Uh, what we had was Chesterfield unfiltered. Really smooth cigarette.
2: <laughs> Here's Gary. You're on the Run of Fez show.
7: Hey, Ronnie, what's happening? I, mean, I remember them doing out them packs of cigarettes
2: to kids at concerts when
11: I was a kid.
7: Hey, Pepper, what
2: cigarette would you walk a mile for? Report. Huh? Tell him, huh? You walk a mile for a camel. I screwed up. So that was before my time. Joe Camel did that. Uh, Ken, you're on the Run and show.
7: Hey, Ronnie. How are you, buddy? Good. Hey, uh, you remember back when the Joe Camel thing was really running? There were some interest groups that were uh, claiming that uh, the Joe Camel face, the nose was a uh, sexually subliminal thing. Yeah, with
5: yeah the I remember cock that. Pussy. Uh, I thought that was one of the reasons they kind of got rid of it. They were like, uh, you're fucking with our kids.
2: Well, they were aiming it directly at the kids, but they were trying to act like it was a cock and a set of balls. <laughs> His fucking face. But there's all kinds of... Um, that kind of stuff has come up about cereal ads and shit before. If you ever watch like serial ads that they run at little kids, they're basically saying serial is acid. There's just exploding <laughs> colors. These cartoons. And, yeah, people are fucking acting crazy. No one's gonna... You know, yesterday we plugged the shit out of that uh, contest. But if you go over to the iBang, you can still get in on the Eliminator pool. And just the regular pull. The pigs can pick them. You're not going to win anything today, but you still can get in and get part of it. We should have put a whole week together since this is the last week. Yeah. Not shot our wide in one day, but just really gotten on it because uh, we have a lot of fun playing that. And since we're not playing fantasy, that's it. <sighs> that's all we have is eliminator and pick them. That's it. Um. Are you up yet, Chris? I'm not up yet. Here's uh, Mike. Here on the Ron fish show.
7: Hey, Ronnie, how you doing today, man? Good. Hey, you know, back in the '50s and I think into the '60s, they actually had guys dress up as doctors, like in an operating room, saying how this cigarette was. Good
2: for you. Dude, you. they weren't dressing up. They were doctors.
3: Well, they might have been, but hey they would the hire doctors. For real. They were actually yeah, they were fucking medical doctors. They were just they were in the fucking tobacco company's pocket.
2: Um here's Adam, you're on the RenFest show. Adam New Jersey. Hey
7: how you guys doing? Good. Hey, Ron, you reminded me, when I was a kid, I used to, my father used to give me 50 cents to go get cigarettes for him at the local uh, Five and Dime. And I would drive there, give the guy 50 cents, I was about eight on my little bike, and then drive home with the cigarettes. Now here's dad. the
2: funny thing. When they were 50 cents, half that money was taxed. So it was already at that point, 50%. That's how much over it's going today. The price of that fucking cigarettes is not because tobacco prices have gone up. They've just tried to tax it out of existence.
3: And it's working. Oh, it's working great. Yeah, it's a great plan that no one can afford uh, cigarettes.
2: And then they don't have to say it's illegal. They're saying, hey, you got the right to buy cigarettes. They're $50 a pack.
3: They're just really expensive. (laughs) Come on. Enjoy them as much as you want.
2: All uh, right, what do you got up on the iBank?
3: Okay, beautiful. It's cigarettes, advertising, and smoker swag. It's a, I think it's a fantastic infographic for all your smoking information needs. Smokering? Smoking information needs. Uh, going back to the 50s, 60s, 70s, into the 80s, uh, all of the people who were... Just, Ronald Reagan's, you know, advertised for Chesterfields. Which, if you think about it... Yeah, fun. I heard
2: about that earlier. Uh, <laughs> okay, Long Island.
3: But he didn't mention Jackie Robinson and Bob Hope. Also shilling for Chesterfield. And then... Uh, those t- are the actual ads right there? Yeah, those are the actual ads, yeah. Did
2: you ever see the Fred Flintstone ad? No, I didn't see they it. They was f- fucking Fred Flintstone uh, to sell cigarettes. Somebody that was, you know, a kid's star.
3: Well, that makes Joe Camel look like shit.
10: They sure work hard, don't they, Ronnie?
0: Yeah.
10: I hate to see them work so hard.
9: Yeah, me too.
10: And let's go around back where we can't see them. Gee, we ought to do something, Fred. Okay. How's about taking that? I got a better idea. Let's take a Winston break. (laughs) That's it! Winston is the one filter cigarette that delivers flavor 20 times a pack. Winston's got that filter blend. Yeah, Fred. The blend makes the big taste difference, and only Winston
11: has it up front where it counts. Here, ahead of the pure white filter, Winston packs rich tobacco, specially selected and specially processed for
10: good flavor in filter smoking. Yeah, Barney, Winston tastes good like a <laughs>
2: cigarette jug. I like how Barney had to do the livery part of it.
3: That was a giant pack of cigarettes, too. I guess because it was the fucking dinosaur days.
2: Yeah, back then, of course. That didn't make it up to your thing?
3: That did not make it. I I did not know of it. Oh, it's very famous. And Charlie Sheen pushing parliaments and Tom Selleck pushing Newports. They were able to get those guys to... So when was that, the 80s? That was the 80s, yeah. And... uh, Charlie Sheen's looking very Bud Fox in this
2: Parliament ad. Sure, he was very <laughs> successful. Enjoying that special Parliament filter. We're not. I'm not moving along with you, but I can just imagine. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: then, um, like I mentioned before, in the '90s, the, the Camel Cash and Marlboro Miles. or At least the LA, my, my parents and their friends all smoked, yeah. so they were always constantly talking about Marlboro Miles and Camel Cash. And getting Marlboro Miles and Camel Cash, buying it off of bodegas because bodegas had the empty fucking cartons. So like, yeah, give, let me get that fucking Marlboro Miles. And my I, entire wardrobe was fucking Marlboro gear as a, in fucking <laughs> elementary school.
2: Now, didn't anybody complain about that?
3: Um, the parents, some teachers were like, "Where you, are you? Do you smoke?" They're asking me if I smoked, but it was just my parents fucking just decking me out in Marlboro <laughs> t-shirts, Marlboro t-shirts, Marlboro jackets,
2: Marlboro hats. You were like the Winston Five Hundred kid.
3: <laughs> it was fucking nuts. Looking back on it today, if there was a fucking twelve-year-old walking into a school with decked out in Marlboro gear, the, the no, fucking you teacher,
2: wouldn't get into the class with everybody else. Teachers be like,
3: "What are you doing? Get go home and change." And you know, fucking five thousand packs of cigarettes, you get a pool table. That's Did you all. Ever we,
2: get the pool table.
3: No. No. And then by the, towards the end, like in the late, in the mid-90s, uh, people were selling just massive amounts of Maro Miles on um, eBay.
2: Eric, you're on the Run Face Show.
7: Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, I've been, lately I've gotten into a kick of watching the Dean Martin roasts on uh, YouTube. And it's hilarious to see everybody on the dais, lighting up, uh, and some of them, even as they're walking up to the podium to uh, roast whoever the person is uh, lighting up. In fact, I was just watching one the other night, or last night, it was uh, Ronald Reagan from 73, and he's the only one on the dais who's not smoking, and George Burns walks up, lights up his cigar as he gets to the podium. Red Fox walks up, says hello, lights up, and then starts talking they used to it smoke on
2: the on the Carson show, and there's this famous thing of somebody was talking to Johnny and why was happening. Dean Martin was just flicking his ashes, and the guys drank, <laughs> just being a yeah. ballbuster. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey Hicks, someone said we should come up with a petition. To send you to the ranch
3: I please that's all that's also on the infographic the Marlboro Ranch in Montana they Marlboro bought a ranch and every year a few times a year they just fucking send out a couple hundred people to the ranch for four days where it's open bar unlimited smoking and random activities it seems like heaven to be honest and it's the last place you're fucking you can smoke in America it feels like in a random ranch that they fucking fly you out to.
2: What do you do on the ranch, though, while you're
3: there? I I, I looked into it, (laughs) and and (laughs) you can ride around in giant red Marlboro
2: Hummers. All right, that'd be fun.
3: Uh, I think there's um, horseback riding, (laughs) and there's gambling, too, I believe.
2: Do you gamble with
3: cigarettes? Yeah, it's kind of like prison. And they, they and I think the belief when they uh, send you your fucking packet to say you're going, they say, don't even pack a bag because we're going to provide clothes and everything else for you. So they give you, like, fucking cowboy boots and a cowboy hat and shit. Yeah,
2: but do they have Marlboro brands? Like, I don't want to just be walking around <laughs> in, in your fucking shit the whole day.
3: <laughs> no, they're actual brands. Because so no, after the, the Marlboro Miles thing, uh, they outlawed having ads on clothes. So there isn't any more Marlboro, like, T-shirts that say Marlboro on them.
2: You wouldn't even see stuff uh, where people would be smoking in other people's um, hospital rooms.
3: That seems fucking totally insane. I'm, well, I guess people hand out cigars back in the day, right? I mean, and they would fucking just light up in the fucking hospital. Yeah, you hospital. would light up.
2: But, you, like, the only place you wouldn't ever be able to smoke uh, is, like, if someone had an oxygen tent. And that would just be your uncle. These fucking nurses are assholes. I haven't had a smoke in
3: two
6: days.
2: Fucking pranks. Should I sneak one in, Gramps? I would never call my Uncle Gramps. Uh, Al in Ocean City. Al, let me try you again, buddy. Go ahead. Yeah. My
7: pediatrician grown-up, Dr. Harriger, used to smoke Moors. Remember the brown cigarette?
3: I don't remember these what? at all. What a moors!
7: They were called a Moore. It was a moor. The all brown cigarette. There was a standing stainless steel ashtrays in the hallway, going back to, the way, to your uh, rooms. He'd take a hit, snuff this thing out, and coming. Okay, what can I do for you? It was unbelievable. That smell of that cigarette It reminds me of my doctor to this day. That's um,
2: hysterical.
7: The brown cigarette. I'll never forget it. My doctor. My doctor smoked in my, my entire life until so he finally died of cancer.
2: Uh, Stephen Tampa said that his sister went to the Marlboro, Montana ranch for a week. Fuck, how'd she like it? She loved it. Of
3: course, how could you not love it? Think there's skeet shooting too in archery? It kind of, sounds kind of like camp.
2: Logan says, if they send Pepper to the Marlboro ranch, they can send him to the Imus Cancer Ranch.
3: <sighs> Ouch, come on, man. That's not even fucking funny. That isn't funny. Jesus. People don't fucking realize what they're saying.
2: You gotta consider cancer AIDS for smokers. Yeah. (laughs) You wouldn't do a fucking AIDS joke, would you? You goddamn animal? Maybe we'll try to send you there, Hicks. That'd be the shit. You go parachuting, water sliding. Cigarette in my mouth the entire time. That should be, that whole goddamn place should be like a reality show.
3: I don't think a TV show would put on would be pro smoking. There's no way they can get on TV. At least maybe like a web series.
2: All uh, right, what else you got?
3: And then finally, the um, the current smoking trend these days is the e-cigarette, which they say is going to outpass regular cigarettes, you know, actual you know, tobacco cigarettes, by like 2047, if it's going at the same rate. Um, I know
2: it'd be a lot sooner. I know people can do ads. I wonder if we'll look back like someday and go, oh, can you believe Stephen Dorff used to do fucking ads for that?
3: <laughs> yeah, Stephen Dorff and uh, now Jay McCarthy is doing it. I didn't
2: see Johnny McCarthy.
3: Yeah, Jay McCarthy's doing it for Blue.
2: Oh, those are the you good know, ones. I
8: love being single, but here's what I don't love. A kiss that tastes like an ashtray. Blech. I'm Jenny McCarthy, and I finally found a smarter alternative to cigarettes. Blue e cigs Blue satisfies me. I get to have a blue without the guilt because there's only vapor, not tobacco smoke. That means no ash, no odor, which also means I don't get the stink eye from others. Also, it doesn't make. Uh, They're gonna be doing.
2: The, if know. they were smart, they would do some kind of Jenny McCarthy blue me, where she was handing out cigarettes to people. Here's my buddy Queen Elizabeth. Hey, Queen.
6: Hey, Ronnie. Uh, there is a um, video on YouTube of uh, an interview with Richard Burton who is like one of my favorite actors. And he is he he was notorious for smoking like, you know, a thousand packs a day or whatever. And he is smoking so much during this interview, you can barely see him in the video. Like Luckily for so him,
2: his smoke. alcoholism destroyed his liver before oh, yeah, his lungs yeah. ever gave out.
6: Yeah, uh. he he died of a massive cerebral hemorrhage in eighty four, but he Like, there's so much smoke in the video. It's so hilarious. And going through, um, another thing is, going through my parents' um, pictures, like, of my father when he was young. There's a beautiful picture of my grandmother holding my dad, who was, like, a newborn. And in one hand, she has my dad. In the other hand, she's got a cigarette in her, (laughs) like, within, you know... Yeah. Uh, again. Right in his face.
2: They would beat that person to death today.
6: Oh yeah, that she would be. You know, uh, they'd call. They would stone her. On her. Yeah. Oh yeah, they would stone her right in the street. But yeah, she had no problem lighting up and rocking the baby.
2: All right. Good night. Uh, All baby. righty. Get some sleep now. All right. Bye. Here's Homer. Homer, you're on the manifest show.
0: Hey Ron, how are we doing today? Good, buddy. You remember the back in the old days? There was a Lucky Strike commercial, and they uh. Their deal was LSMFT. Lucky strike means fine tobacco. I had an older brother who used to smoke those and always had
2: tobacco hanging off the end of his teeth. Nice. Uh, Here's Larry in Illinois.
7: Yeah, hey, Ron, little known fact. Marlboro Miles, they never counted their miles. Uh, My parents was keeping them miles, and one day I just took like about a tenth of what was needed and ordered like half the magazine. About six weeks later... Everything came in, backpacks, uh, luggage, a pair of Marlboro cowboy boots, t-shirts, the whole nine yards, man. I used to make out big time through Marlboro, and then I started collecting school can lids because uh, school was doing a deal like that. And got almost everything they ever made, coolers, pool sticks.
2: Shirts and they Same all got Hicks. A you never tried it, it, huh?
3: No, but no, yeah. I because my fucking parents said had me fucking sit on the goddamn floor of the living room counting out and fucking <laughs> rubber banding <laughs> up stacks of fucking Marlboro miles.
7: They never counted
3: them, motherfucker. I,
7: mean, I got thousands, well, not thousands, but probably hours of my childhood of was wasted.
2: Stuff. Wasted, was but great. that's how you learn to count. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was, that was great. good for
2: you, Hicks. I
3: guess i counting fives. Damn it.
2: Uh, here's Brandon in Farmingdale.
3: Hey,
7: guys. What's going on? Um, I actually won a trip to the Marlboro Ranch and uh, went this past February. What uh, bastard. Actually, not that difficult to win. My fiance also won the trip at the same time, so we each got to bring somebody and go on the same trip. It was out of this world Amazing.
3: You say it's not that hard. Fucking people tell me just go to the website. Go to the goddamn Marlboro website and I fucking try to goddamn Aaron to win things. Why? What it makes it not so hard to get the actual win? We have
2: somebody from, you know, Fez is so tight with the sales department. Uh, they're the ones who gave us these lovely
4: e-cigs, right? No, they weren't the one. Oh. Well,
2: uh, have them contact the uh, Marlboro people. Maybe they like to the send Hicks out there.
3: That's what has to happen. Because I ain't winning the fucking regular way. Apparently Marlboro hates me. All I do is smoke their goddamn products like a fucking addict.
2: Uh, Maybe you shouldn't say stuff like that. (laughs) When I'm trying to put together a fun promotion. Maybe you should, you know, act like a person.
3: I I am. I'm a great individual, and I would love the opportunity to go to the Marlboro Ranch. You just
2: claimed that you were an addict. Uh, No, I'm not talking about cigarettes. Oh. Then that (laughs) really helps to send you out there. You have a pill problem. (laughs) No. Oh, what kind of problem do you have?
3: I'm just addicted to fun. That's me.
2: I don't think you are addicted to fun. You're a funny fucking guy, that's for sure. Funny queer.
3: Oh, like gay? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think the day we did... I got fu-
2: that from Sling Blade. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt Fez's feelings. I was just quoting spirit. Now he's crying. Fez I got him from good. Sling Blade. It's a great movie. Did I hurt your feelings? No, no. Perfect then. Go going with the bit. His eyes are all red. Holy shit. how the fuck does this even fucking happen so quickly? People can people that have, aren't dead inside oh. have emotions. Fez is a sense of a guy. I just did the line from Sling Blade. It
4: sounded like a bad thing.
2: Then why did you say no, then? I
4: was trying not to cry in the air. Oh, Jesus. Didn't
2: you ever see Sling Blade?
4: No, I never saw it. That is gay.
3: (laughs) You gotta watch Sling Blade. Fucking modern classic.
2: He doesn't like movies. He likes Batman. (sighs) Like, you could do any Batman trivia with Fez, and I'll get it. Like, was Batman good or bad? Good. There you go. Was the Joker... Uh, was Joker good or no good? No good. Superstar's back.
3: <laughs> was Batman in a homosexual
4: relationship with Robin? That was never confirmed. Did you think, though? You think he molested Robin? <laughs> I don't think he was a molester. I think he would have gone after molesters.
2: I think then, as a man, he should have said, we're going to put some pants on you.
3: We're going to fucking make sure that bulge isn't bulging, kid.
2: Because you look funny. Funny queer. Like in Sling Blade. Is that from the movie? Yeah. So that makes it okay. Oh, Totally alright. That's a fucking movie quote 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 movie quote. Uh Andrew, you're on the Ron Fez show.
7: Uh hey Ronnie. Yeah. So, uh back in the day I remember the funeral home, the walls were like brown. I mean just brown. They got it repainted. I went to a funeral like a month ago and there's a guy chain smoking and lying outside. Could not couldn't have looked like a bigger asshole.
2: Uh it's the weirdest thing, yeah. They've just taken something that was normal and turned it into, you know, people are freaks for doing it. I hate it. I
3: don't want to feel like a freak. I just want to be accepted by society. Why do I have to be made to feel like I'm some sort of crazy asshole? I was trying to enjoy smoke every now and then.
2: Feels smoking good or no good? No good. Superstar. 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 You're going to... Get rid of that waste paper basket.
4: Empty it. No, I'll wait till the staff comes by. Superstar.
2: Um, here is uh, Joe. You're on the Run of Show.
7: Hey, uh, <clears throat> spring of '95. I had a buddy in college who had enough Marlboro miles. Got the limited edition canoe. It was awesome.
3: Jesus. It was, was, big, it, was it well built?
7: Yes, It was a horribly built. It was a big red piece of shit. But we had so much fucking fun in that boat.
3: <laughs> Hell yeah. It probably took a thousand fucking packs of cigarettes to smoke.
7: Where's you know, like the other guy, I don't remember it being that many miles. I think he just kind of sent it in. I, I, I don't think it was that much, but it was a fucking canoe.
3: <laughs> That's great. That canoe it sounds like a great time.
2: Yeah. Well, what are you going to do, right?
3: I guess start a petition to go to the Marlboro Ranch. That's the last. That's the last fucking thing on the list.
2: Go to nineteen. They they've been able to get us all kinds of cool stuff. We've got a great reputation with them.
3: Go down there and make it rain. Five years running.
2: Buzz Watley's got all the connections.
3: He's the key master? Yeah,
2: he's the key master in 19.
3: It's a pretty cool name to have.
2: And plus, some uh friends with Tommy Z, Matt. Holy, oh, he yeah, has- he's
3: going insane. I like when he adds like, a top hat on, Tommy Z. I think it's a badass look.
2: You don't understand that he was looking like Uncle Sam in that picture? You just thought he was a man in a top hat?
3: Yeah, I just thought it was like American top hat.
2: There's a uh, thing going on in the state Supreme Court, I think, of Massachusetts. Do we get rid of the under God in the Pledge of Allegiance? Duh. I think a better idea would be get rid of the Pledge of
3: Allegiance. Because like, other than, like, I guess elementary school children... Do we ever say it? No. Like does, does does any adult fucking say the pledge of allegiance?
2: I think new immigrants have to say it. <laughs> but it always seemed a little aggressive to me.
3: Fucking nationalism, baby. I it's that it's, it's too contentious. People aren't going to it's it's going to stay. They're not going to get rid of it.
2: It's up to the court though. That's not the same as people voting on it. The court the, the reason why this came up Is because your point is exactly right that we only make children do it, and these are children of an atheist. Oh. So that's the difference. It's not like, if it was up for public opinion, no one would ever change it. But the Supreme Court of Massachusetts might be able to say, all right, you can't make little atheist kids say stuff they don't want to say.
3: They're not trying to turn into under flying spaghetti monster?
2: um, There was a thing this week, so this guy, I forget what he got, DUI, something, public recklessness, so he's all drunk the fuck up. So the judge gives him a year in jail for whatever he did. Then lets him go for time served, but says you have to join AA and go to meetings, right? Okay. So he takes that deal. Then he comes back and sues because uh, AA is kind of a spiritual program with the higher power and he's an atheist. Yeah. Bang, bang, boom on his side. Wow. Already the fucker's out of jail. That ain't <laughs> enough for him. He's got a bitch over this.
3: You don't want to go. You don't have to deal with it.
2: <laughs> you don't want to do nothing. No.
3: he's just, just fuck it. I believe in nothing. I just want to drink. Get off my back.
2: That's the funny thing about the courts. You never know how they're going to roll. I wouldn't gamble on them. That's for sure.
3: Maybe we should start, though. Someone's got to be taking odds on fucking rulings. The problem is it comes back too slow. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know how long (laughs) this thing's going to last.
2: Come on. I got money on this. (laughs) Uh, Pete, you're on the run of Fez show.
7: Hey, gentlemen, you sound like a million bucks. Uh, do you remember that we used to be able to see um, chewing tobacco commercials on TV up until probably the late 80s? Yeah. And that was so memorable to me was this guy is there at a loading dock, and his boss, dispatcher or whatever, looks at a map of the U.S. and says, okay, you proved you can get a trip from here to here, pointing like California to Pennsylvania. But he says, "Can you get the truck from there to here?" It shows a dock. So the guy plugs his mouth full of Red Man and then backs the truck up. And then they do the congratulatory thing and they show Red Man chew on there. I just remember thinking as a kid, "Oh, you've got to chew Red Man chew to be a truck driver."
2: Yeah, it's true though. Um, here's Craig. You're on the manifest show.
7: Yeah, hey, B., Uh Craig out in Montana. I'm a big fan of you guys' show. I uh. I have a few friends that work out at the Marlboro Ranch, and it is quite the
3: crazy scene. And people get all messed up all the time?
7: Constantly. It's just this big
10: party. Uh, When people show up at the airport, you can see them in the bus. They're all donned out in red (laughs) Marlboro gear. It's uh, it's unbelievable.
2: We'd love to get Hicks into that. Come on, get me there. Come you on, you would great. You're the, the, big, great cowboy life. hat. Uh, the,
3: the, the man, I heard of it. I was like, this is something I have to do.
2: <laughs> you're not going to ride horses. No, you're not going to go hiking.
3: No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to fucking hit the open bar. I'm going to smoke. I'm going to have a fucking cowboy hat on, and I'll go shooting if like they give me that option. And I'm going to have the best fucking four days of my life. I'll be just fucking just fucking three packs a day just going nuts
2: if you ever win this thing can yeah. i'm gonna tell you the truth yeah you're gonna get busted don't fucking believe him this is that yankee this is that yankee's, yankees thick it looks like you have
3: an old warrant and you're going to fucking jail fuck come on this is bullshit because huh? fucking cuffs off me
2: i watched one of those things and even though they were getting arrested, they said, do we still get the Yankees? <laughs> These are the dumbest fuckers ever. Hey, we're not plugging it, but it's still going on. Your chance to go and play in our football pool. Hell yeah. Go to the iBang, sign up. Big, big prizes, Chris. If
3: you win the Eliminator Challenge, you will get a Adrian Peterson signed football. If you join and win the Pigs can pick them, Ray Rice, signed football, Super Bowl champion.
2: What about the eliminator jinx that we have? Whoever gets that signed football gets hurt. Every year that person gets hurt.
3: Something, but this, don't, don't talk about the curse. Just, there's an AP ball on the line. The greatest fucking active running back in the <laughs> National Football League. By far.
2: Who's the best unactive runner today?
3: Probably Wills McGahey, maybe. I know he's stayed, still waiting for a dean to pick him up, but he's not bad. I saw Brian's song on TV the other day. Fucked you up. I ain't saying. <laughs> you don't have to.
2: Sometimes I think of Brian's song as me and Jeffrey Wright. Two best buddies. Really?
3: Yeah. It doesn't end the same way.
2: He wants me to go out to dinner with him. He wants to go up in Harlem. I said, let's just split the difference, me around 93rd Street. He goes, okay, 93rd. And I go, make it 89th. It's a little, little bit lower. Yeah. Yeah. I'll meet you at 89th, <laughs> right by the 6th Street. Right? <laughs> um, here's uh, Kate bergen county hey kate
8: hey guys um when i was a kid my from my mom's job she used to get free swag from all the cigarette companies She worked in like the purchasing department of a convenience store so like even though nobody smoked in my house we all had like t-shirts we had coolers we had just like everything was uh like winston or marlboro or cool or newport we had like everything
2: sounds like you lived the life honey
8: Oh, I was. And I used to wear the stuff to school
2: just like Pepper. I wish you two would
3: have gotten married. I yeah, no, apparently. No, she had a bunch of other brands. I was straight Marlboro. All right. Fucking, All right. I'm a fucking one. I'm a, I'm a brand loyalist. Why
2: do you do this? Smoke what you are. Cool.
3: <laughs> I'll smoke what I am a
2: cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> uh,. Here's Def Proof. Hey, Death Proof.
7: Hey, what's up, guys? Um, there's no way we can send Pep out to the ranch because they'll slap a saddle on him and ride him off into the sun. Oh, fucking hysterical.
2: Because su- remember when we used to teach you about that? Is that why you get your hair cut? <laughs> no,
3: I was fucking hammered in fucking Montreal. I was like, fuck it. It's time for a fucking change.
2: When it's time to change, you got to. I got a break here, Chris Stanley. You got a break. Um,. Our buddy's stepping in here in just a little bit, though.
3: That's right, Mr. Jay Oakerson.
2: Jay Oakerson. Is he already here?
3: Uh, not that I can see, but if, uh, this I might don't be wrong. I know when Pip
2: keeps him in the other room.
3: Oh, God, if he's in the other room.
2: Uh, we'll break. Was that for me? Yeah,
3: this is for Jay when he gets here.
2: Right back. The run and show. The Ron and Fez show. Jesus, I never thought I'd see
10: Big Jacob in here wearing a Yankee shirt. I know. It fits. I'm, you know, big guy, fine shirt that fits. Hi, Fez. You know what? I'd rather have see,
2: see you in a pirate shirt since. Pennsylvania? Well, no, just because they finally had a winning season after 20 years. They've won 81 games, in the first time in 20 fucking years that's happened.
10: Really? That's why I'm so removed from baseball, that's why I can wear a Yankee shirt. You're done with baseball. I just, after that ninety three World Series when uh they lost I was way in there with that year and then I stayed into for about another year and then they didn't make the playoffs for like thirteen years and I just stopped caring about whatever assortment of Dominicans and
2: So you didn't celebrate the series with the rest of us? No. I didn't you didn't celebrate. run into the streets. Three million people showed up at that party. Three million people. In the streets of to Philly.
10: Too. Yeah. Oh yeah, but you know, that's a good excuse to like loot and Punch a kid. well you really changed. You used, <laughs> used to love that town.
2: Uh, Jay's going to be performing at the Comedy Connection in Rhode Island September 13th and 14th. And he also wants you to listen to his podcast, Legion of Skanks at cavecomedyradio.com. It's a great name. It is, unless you want to take that podcast onto something. Yeah? Bigger. I don't know whether mainstream radio is ready for Legion of Skanks. How about
10: if, but there's no women on the show whatsoever. It's like the play of, on it is that it's, it's us. It's me and two other guys. Mm-hmm. We have skanky lifestyles that we tell our shitty stories about. So then you're able to justify it that way. We don't mean you women. We yeah. mean ourselves. I don't mean you pigs out there. Right. Talking okay, about.
2: that's better then.
10: Yeah. That should be in parentheses next to the title. Legion of Skanks. No, not you pigs, us.
2: No. Uh, Chris Stanley was just telling us he wants to go to the Marlboro Ranch. That's my dream. I heard it, I was and listening. Yeah.
3: That's 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 what I need to do to fucking complete my life. After that, I, could, I had the fucking plane can go down coming back from Montana. I wouldn't give a fuck.
10: It's an easy dream to accomplish.
3: It's that's what people keep telling me, but I fucking go to the website, I fucking put my name to things, and they never fucking send me an invite.
10: You actually do? Yes. You put in for coming. If you go, would you bring your girl to that?
3: Yes, she smokes.
10: <laughs> that's all it takes. Does she ride horses? Hold on,
2: I want to join in the secretarial poll. I'm the only one that's not sitting here. And sometimes this thing sounds like fucking the old New York Post. Hey, everybody, the story's in. Lindbergh, he's landed. Uh, so, are you looking it up right now, Chris?
3: Yeah, Marlboro.com. It's the fucking greatest website you've ever been to i can get free um i can get free zippos and free ashtrays as long as i just put my information in
10: do you ever just sit there smoking and taking a virtual tour of the actual ranch yes i have done that there's (laughs) a virtual tour (laughs) there's a virtual
3: tour there's webs there's forums of people of fellow marlboro smokers who try to game the
10: fucking uh contest it
2: just seems to me like a fucking setup where they're whacking people (laughs) it just doesn't seem like it would be real
10: or that thing where they uh, they rope you and then you have to go to jail for all your unpaid parking tickets. It's Hicks.
2: That's how, that's how him and his dad spent fucking Father's Day. <laughs> yeah,
10: whatever. The guy had fucking... He didn't like to follow the law. Oh,
3: that
2: actually
10: happened to you? Yeah. yeah. They, they thought
2: they were getting pancakes.
10: Mm-hmm. You were sat in a warehouse with a bunch of derelicts waiting for your free Yankee tickets?
2: <laughs> well, I can't wait to go see.
10: <laughs> your dad had bad instincts. No shit. <laughs> Look at all the
3: great stuff they give you. Look, they give you fucking cowboy boots... It's a fucking all broke here, a lighter That's just in your room Yeah, it's waiting for you They just have a couple cards, of cigarettes and a bunch of fucking shit for you It's like a hotel almost It's a ranch It's they- like a and b
10: yeah. Except for the breakfast is fucking cigarettes I feel like when you go into the rooms, the bed's not even made It's just from the last person you, I,
2: If I go there, I'm going to ask for a no
10: smoking room <laughs>
2: no, <laughs> I hope that doesn't offend No, you can't it's, That's what it's all about
10: you get to smoke in everywhere I see
2: what else you get to do there yeah.
10: they
3: What's don't
2: that? mind
4: if you steal the ashtrays
3: this is like the bar area where you can sit on I guess you a gotta saddle. sit
2: on a saddle I
3: don't wanna <laughs> fucking do that just if you choose to you don't have to fucking sit on the saddle but you know you, you can you can if you want look there, I guess so there's a winter session where you get to drive around this red truck with fucking snowmobile tires oh, I'd like to do. there's archery
10: what does this cost it's all free
3: zero fucking dollars you just gotta get picked yeah, you just gotta get picked. Marlboro just fucking flies people out there. Look, here's a guy that works at the general store.
2: It's the only place that every meal comes with a side of ribs. I don't know why. They just feel like trying to clog your thing. arteries. Yeah.
3: There's a nice buffet here of all sorts of meats.
2: I just I'm done with buffets. Uh they're dead to me. I don't think you have any other choice when you go to the ranch. You gotta go to the buffet. Then I'm gonna ask some I'm gonna ask some woman to just go and get it for me and bring it back. I'll order. <laughs>
10: when you plead your case do you like give a bunch of like well I had a mole that was going to look a little cancery, so
2: you guys
3: owe me <laughs> look the Rock Creek Bank it's all sorts of great fucking
2: that looks like fun where they
10: pretend you're robbing it and shit
3: yeah yeah uh, hopefully look there's the fire station
10: is that your kind of getaway though you're not like Dude, you it's unlimited
3: you... cigarettes open bar for fucking all day long every
2: day yeah
10: you wouldn't want to go uh... That's the, how's that different than your regular life <laughs> that'd be
2: like me going away to do radio <laughs> <laughs>
10: like you know, different
2: fucking place. I've never been to Montana.
10: Live radio cruise. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> hey everybody, we're
10: gonna be doing a radio vacation. Eight hour shifts. Dude, well, I'm I'm rooting for you, buddy. Thank I hope you. It, I hope it pans out for you. How many How's times have you put in for this?
3: Oh, I fucking go to the. You know, you have to go to the website every day and like participate in their stupid, shitty, fucking contests. You I know what? Went,
2: this whole thing made me think. Why invite Chris to do your podcast sometime? He won't
10: show. He doesn't show up for anything. That's true. What are you talking about? I've been on the show. You're not
2: reliable.
3: I've been I'm on the totally show a bunch reliable. of times.
10: No one's even. I don't think anybody even knows what my comedy is like. Maybe it's hacky nonsense. I assumed it was hacky nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't want to see it and make sure. You're like, well, I, I was, like Chad. Hate his, to see his comedy be hacky nonsense.
2: When, when, well, I'm going to come up to Rhode Island, September 13th to 14th, at the Comedy Connection. It's weird. It's yeah. weird. I appreciate you're going to make the trip. I'm going to. I actually went up to see uh, a one-man show in New Hampshire once.
10: You went friend, there for
2: that? Yeah, that a friend of ours was doing. I just showed up at his his one-man play and was just sitting there when he came out. He said, it fucking totally fucked him up. <laughs> <laughs> just blew his money yeah, there? <laughs> yeah. Sleeves. Was it a good one-man show? Yeah, it was wonderful.
10: It was like a Christmas story type of uh it was like his version of Scrooged. I don't know, I never get into a one man show. I don't even understand the concept of a one man show really. Well you do a one man show, it's just not long enough. <laughs>
2: what you need is to do your show and just have some set changes. Put in some filler yeah, and cry about my like Yeah, at some parents. point yeah, say that you're a molested. That's always <laughs> a good thing. And then I like to end with a song, no and matter what.
10: And that's when he fist fucked me. You guys See, have been that goes amazing. Too far. Well, I'm raw.
2: But, uh you are. <laughs> You're definitely raw. And I was going to ask you about this but, uh, because uh, Shelby brought it up uh that when Chappelle sat yeah. on stage the other
10: night for 25 yeah. minutes.
2: You you feel like that's a good thing like he had to come in or no. would you just muscle through?
10: No, I actually did a uh, I did one of my quarter quarter yearly Facebook rants about this whole situation. Good. I think Chappelle's a genius. Uh, or, you know, he's he's, brill- he's a brilliant comic. Mm-hmm. I think he's amazing. I'm not sure why he took that gig. I've played that venue before, that Hartford thing. Yeah, uh, with those metal tours that I went on. And um, I don't understand why he would take a gig like he kind of knows that it's that, set up for not what he does. Chappelle's a very like nuanced comic. He's very like slow draw, taking to his world, uses a lot of like uh, subtlety. And what he says, he's not like a, like almost like Dane Cook, kind of like hand gesture, using a lot of space on the stage. He's just kind of there doing his thing. And it's an environment where people, they set it up like a music festival almost, I believe, where it's like people are out drinking all day and hyped up. And whether they're yelling out positive or negative things, you kind of got to like, if you're going to take the gig, like do go, do, 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 it. What, do what the gig is. I, I, I had a problem with it only because i have been seeing a lot lately. There's plenty of stuff that I turn down because it's not what I believe in like doing. Like the show uh, Comics Unleashed, you know what that mm. is, the Byron Allen thing? Yeah. I think that's an abortion of a television show. I think it's awkward how he feeds people the lines and everything, so I've turned it down because I don't want to go there and feel like so corny getting, you know, where he goes from one thing he goes, oh, that's... That's crazy, Kathleen Madigan, about your family barbecues. Hey, Jay, so I hear there's a lot of shark attacks happening this <laughs> summer. And it's had these weird transitions, so right. I, I don't do it. But I also don't like when someone does like wholeheartedly accept something under a premise of what it is. And then when they get there and realize they're nervous or they don't feel comfortable actually doing it, just shit on the actual...
2: Oh, is this an attack on Fez?
10: No, 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 not okay. at all. It uh, has no. nothing to do with Fez. Oh, I was just saying. I'm not even sure how we can make that analogy, but I'd love to hear it. <laughs>
2: Uh, I was just a little joke because he comes in here and doesn't really like doing radio, but <laughs> uh, but I agree with you. I think once you do that thing, maybe a hundred people were uh, you know yelling shit out, three thousand weren't. weren't. Mm-hmm. So you got to fucking do it. Now someone wrote in, didn't Andy Kaufman do this with the book? That was on purpose when Kaufman yeah. did it.
10: He went into he went into it with an idea to do that. But I right. mean, I've done shows like you know that set list show is that Paul Provenza thing where they yeah I've seen. I've done that show a few times, and I like doing it. That that does kind of fit in my wheelhouse of what I do. But uh, you know, a lot of people accept it. And they know what the show is, and you end up finding once the, a couple of those screens go by, and they don't really like how their mind's working, like getting it. Right. Going, they just start going like, uh, "What a fucking stupid idea this is!" Like, you know, comedy's not hard enough already. You gotta give us this bullshit." And it's like, well, then just say no to it. Like, you don't have to do it. Yeah. Like, there's plenty of things I just it's don't think are good it there ideas. when that happens. Um, no, I've done it twice. The time that I noticed that happening, it was not, uh, like he wasn't there, but I did, when I did it in Montreal and he was there, I said that I was actually annoyed. The guy that went right before me did the whole thing as, uh, I didn't know the guy at all. So I thought maybe it was actually happening. He did it as like a deaf character, quote unquote. He was doing Mm -hmm. a, a deaf character and talking with, you know, that like nasally hold deaf guy voice, I guess you'd call that. But, uh, And I remember talking to Jimmy Carr in the back, and I said, "Uh, what's going on here? And he goes, he's chosen to do the entire set as a deaf character, and it's brilliant. And I was like, is it brilliant, or is it like completely taking away all the challenge of what this is? (laughs) That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like you're actually nervous, and you're not going to do the actual thing. So if I do it as a deaf character, I can just say whatever words are on that screen in a goofy deaf voice, (laughs) and somehow the people will laugh because... I have a big fucking beard. I really do hate stand up comedy. I hate it.
2: (laughs) I realize
10: realize I'm not one of the seven comics that are ready to pop because I'm a dinosaur 15 years in. That's this kid did it. I know. How can you get mad, though? He has no idea. No, it's fine.
2: No, you know what? You had every right to leave Jay out because you don't like him. That's your thing. (laughs) Just put it out there.
10: Uh, I would have no problem if I didn't like him. And you know the sensitivity, you know how like a frail. Comics all are. Caught me at a bad time. I'm playing Madden in a condo, condo gig in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, this last weekend. Nice. And uh, just, you know, they used to the feel that when you're in a condo, you're just like this kind nice. of blow, just in someone's fucking house playing. I mean, the TV they had was like, it was like a 13 inch, it was like a computer <laughs> monitor. And I'm laying on a bed that has like just ripped blankets and like a comforter and just like just getting through it, just trying to find the happiness and the fact that like the air conditioning worked really good. And, uh, and I'm laying there and then, just, you know, it was like, I think the line that called me was like, he's like, I think he's been doing it for a while. You're like, how come big J's on listening? He goes, I think he's been doing it for a while. And if you, just went devil's advocate, and you're like, so if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. And he was like, yeah, I guess. I was like, oh, man,
2: they're probably you'll get, right. You'll get even with him. You'll stomp his fucking career out yeah. before it even happens. But that situation you described, that's exactly how Castro ended up choking himself to death last night. Now I'm reading reports about it. He did it with his own fucking hands. He sat there and choked himself to death. Who's this? This is Ariel Castro, that uh, guy, the get. rapist. He killed himself? Yeah. Wow. Well, he ended up dead in his cell. He either killed himself or you know, yeah, the guards Fate. were bored. <laughs> but he choked himself with his own fucking hand till he died.
3: Doesn't once your body fucking
2: no, no, it just gets tighter and tighter That's... as you
10: start to die. Never thought of killing myself in that way. I just would think that would be impossible. <laughs> By like drowning it. yourself. He
2: did it. I mean, seriously. Well, also that woman uh, swung, swung over from uh, Cuba the other day. And do you know how far that is from Cuba to the United States? She made the entire swim. She was 64 years old.
10: Yeah, my heart.
2: 64 years old. And a uh, Cuban family was sitting on her back the whole fucking way, <laughs> just like so excited. She must be ripped. Yeah, Not just, even helping. <laughs> just well, you know. Just, being just lazy so Cubans. excited seeing Florida coming closer, and closer. Their dreams. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever see when they try to fucking grab those people and take them back? Uh, when I lived in Florida, they would show it on TV. These people would be swimming over and coming over in wraps yeah. and the Coast Guard would go out and they would be trying to escape and get away from the Coast Guard and it was the saddest shit that you would ever see and the Coast Guard would be trying to net them oh my God. and I'm like how could you do this just let the motherfucker come in he came that far
10: that's how I pictured it's like a wave runner with like a, a line on the back and just a net full of <laughs> Cubans
2: so, so fucking sad <laughs> choked himself to death with his own hand
10: That's fucking crazy. It sure was
3: his hand.
2: Now his mother is saying that she wants to bury him in a Catholic ceremony, uh, in a Catholic thing, which means that. Because I think he should have to stay in that prison for a thousand years. They should bury him there. She wants him back, and she's having a stone done where an angel is choking himself.
10: (laughs) That's inappropriate. This guy should have played the lottery. He's really great at beating the odds. He was able to hide three young girls in plain view basically like he didn't seem like he was hiding them very well like that guy was like it wasn't like he was the reclusive weirdo in the neighborhood like
2: he actually said this he in in the court which I thought was just brilliant yes i kidnapped them but the sex part was consensual between all of <laughs> us there was no rape they fucking wanted it once they were kidnapped <laughs> yeah. oh he convinced them i guess
10: seduced him.
3: All right. <laughs> He's a great lover.
10: I wonder if he did feel, though, getting away with that for 10 years. He was like, ah, I had a good run, right? Well, morning, I, I mean, you know, it, you
2: know, it's like when you're dealing heavyweight, you're not going to get away with it forever. Like, even in the back of your mind, you're like, three years, okay. No, just, it's got to be any day now. <laughs> yeah.
10: Some days They're coming. Happened. Then you start getting cocky with it, dressing a few of them up, taking them out.
2: How far do you think you can get into dealing before you're like, this is not worth it? How far would 99% like if you, everybody has dealt at some point in their life, right? Just small to their friends at least. But could you be the guy who was one up from that? Like a guy who deals to dealers where you only sell weight? Yeah. How about above that? Where you're like
3: massive, you're your supply, you're a yeah. supplier now, like it's
2: you're it. waiting for a plane to fucking <laughs> that's you're fucking you know what what I mean? weird. Because the- I even think that when you're dealing to dealers, gets you know, depending on the drug, gets pretty fucking strong. When you're saying to regular people, dude, I don't sell fucking <laughs> eight balls, don't ever fucking call here, it's
3: fucking nickel and dime shit.
10: Yeah. yeah, isn't it funny though? When like that, like that guy, whoever it is, like does live so out loud about it, it's like. You know, like, uh, just some guy whose name you he never heard. It's like, you know, Juan Ortiz just bought M.C. Hammer's old house. Right. And it's like, well, he's got, like, fountains with, like... Yeah, that's the problem. You can't... Bikini girls. But they pull that off for years sometimes.
2: Sometimes, but that... A lot of times it deals with if there's some local township police that you can get along. Because everyone suspects. You know what I mean? But the weird thing is, like, if you buy pot, you're more than... You're no more than, let's say... Two or three degrees from a guy who carries a machine gun. You know what Mar- I mean? Like, there are machine guns. I was like, oh, pot isn't fucking a big deal. Yeah, until you start to get further into it. And then it's just about money, it isn't about pot at all. Yeah,
3: some dude upstate just had a pot farm, and um, he cut his own head off with one of his booby traps when he fucking set it off by mistake.
2: His own hands? Because this reminds <laughs> me of this other dude who choked himself to death.
3: <laughs> No, no, he had a booby a booby trap that fucking cut his head off because he just didn't want anyone fucking with his marijuana plants. Well,
10: what a like, weird situation! Are those three girls being locked in that thing as a comic like it's a that's one of the few situations where it's hard to gauge when the too soon stops because they're all alive. Like I know it's like a terrible thing obviously happened uh-huh. to him, happen but like if you make any reference, I made reference to it in the audience, like talking to a guy and a girl that are by themselves. I'm like, where are you from, buddy? And i am like, Cleveland, i am like, ah, don't, don't mess with this guy. Like, he's, if you see his house tonight, you're going to be there for the next couple decades. And the crowd will be like, oh. And it's like, well, how long do I, like, they're all, I, I figured my timeline was once they stopped wearing sweatpants every day, then I can make fun of it again. Once they're putting on makeup. <clears throat> I wonder why a lot of women really identified with this. I think it has to do with marriage.
2: That most women feel trapped, as it is. It's <laughs> just slightly. But you brought up the comedy thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot, people don't realize this, that that was an opener, a middle, and a fucking headliner. <laughs> that's what they were. That's how he got that. So every night he spent like fifteen minutes with the first one, half hour with the second, and then just went to about closing. You know, so mainly they just said, you know. Ironically, all three, you.
10: all three were hand delivered by Paula Poundstone.
2: That's the strangest fucking part of it. Whoa. How come you didn't put Jay in this? You see him. He's fucking working.
1: He's ready to pop. You think he's not ready to pop? I think he's already popped and he's just going to go into the stratosphere now.
2: You're just sucking cock for fucking fucking
1: gagging on it, is what
2: you're doing. (laughs) Gagging on it.
3: (laughs) Spit on it. Spit on it, Shelby.
2: (laughs) You know what, Shelby? I want you to plug Jay's thing. (laughs) You got one from over there? Yeah. 'Cause I've never heard you even do a fucking plug before, Shelby. And I don't trust anyone wearing that kind of uh Catholic school blue fucking shirt.
3: <laughs> I need another plug. But I, I had another copy.
2: You're doing a great job producing over there. It's a stack of fucking <laughs> papers. <laughs> Look like the fucking guy from A Beautiful Mind.
10: <laughs> just red string connecting a yeah. bunch of papers together. So All to makes
2: sense here. All these bookings are coming.
3: I don't through. know
10: why we're not doing any of the plugs for the football <laughs> pool. Like the plug should be written like a ransom note. Just cut out pieces of <laughs> magazine paper.
2: Like, uh, let's hear your big fucking plug. Since so you wouldn't put them on your seven, you put seven people I never even heard of in that too. So. You're going to hear about him, though.
10: I'm surprised you didn't hear about the one, because he notoriously was one of the first people to just bomb miserably on Jimmy Kimmel, and then they had to, like, remove... It's almost all evidence is removed from, uh, yeah, from the
2: Yeah, I haven't even heard of Jimmy Kimmel. I'm really
10: behind things. <laughs> That's, that, you know what? You're a little out of the loop on that. <laughs> I am. There's a lot of things I'm going to keep them up with. Well,
1: one place t- you will not see Jimmy Kimmel is What's in that? Rhode Island on September 13th and 14th. Because Jay Okerson will be there at the Comedy Connection. Get your tickets now and for more information at ricomedyconnection.com. That's ricomedyconnection.com.
10: And if you're wondering, I'll be in a hotel. That is a hotel gig. Did you
1: plug his podcast? You know, on the way to the venue, you want to get yourself ready, get yourself pumped up for what you're going to see. You can listen to Jay's podcast, Legion of Skanks, down that on iTunes. That's for Android users as well on your phones at CaveComedyRadio.com. That's CaveComedyRadio.com. You remind me when I was in 8th grade, the kid who did morning announcements. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pizza day in the cafeteria. <laughs> yes. Pizza day. Around, forget.
10: around noon, you might be getting a little hungry suck a they would never let me do morning announcements did you want
2: to well but here's the thing I work my way okay sometimes <laughs> it's blue it's gonna be an XL morning announcement well most of the times I never even got in there early enough for morning announcements I was a late starter
10: were you were you regularly late for school yeah I was too I don't think I was ever It almost became like normal to get there late. Yeah. like no one even questioned it anymore
2: it's very difficult even in even in here at 11 o'clock to get in here on time but even when i did radio at night i still was like a little bit late every day i was like i'm
10: sorry just couldn't get in here in time.
2: no matter what time it is i can't quite get there in time
10: it's always a little more procrastinating
2: i the, the only time i don't procrastinate is when it comes to leaving I'm able to leave
10: punctual. That's good quality. Never overstay your welcome that way. You feel like you made it up with him now? I feel like we're on the
1: road to
2: mending this. When when Jay brought that up, you look like you got fucking physically hurt. <laughs> you looked physically hurt. <laughs> My God, jeez. <laughs> I'm a <gonna> pickle here. <laughs> See, that's what happens though. This isn't fucking comedy where you can just do something and then move on. You're stationary in radio. You have to be here. I don't know. He could go on his... For all I know, Jay's going on his podcast calling me an old begotten son of a bitch. I would have no idea.
10: No. Well, listen.
2: You can't. Everyone's, There's
10: a quick you know, way to solve it. I, I don't know a human being not doing a podcast. I know. So Everyone, I can never keep up. And in fairness, everybody does one and I don't listen to any of them. Either. You can't. I don't. I do it because it's fun to do. It's fun to actually do it. We do it in front of a live audience. So, Where are you That's doing that? Like it's a good fun thing. Creek and Cave. Out in Long Island City.
2: i do go to Long Island
10: City. It's fun.
1: <laughs> Got pretty good food there. if you.
2: They do. Good Mexican place, yeah. I went over to a Greek place over in Long Island City. I didn't care for it. Oh, it was delicious. <laughs> really? Did you get any cocktails?
3: Well, that was the fucking least delicious part of the entire meal. Beer and wine. <laughs> the fuck is, what the fuck is
10: that deal? Oh, just a beer wine license. Yeah, one of the comedy clubs in a uh, the Eastville Comedy Club in the city actually had just that for a while, but they would use a. Uh, I think the with the loophole on the beer wine license is you can use fermented alcohol, which just tastes so you can get like still like a vodka cranberry, but it's just like. It's, a like, old it's, vodka. Like, it's like nasty It's like toilet wine from prison. It's just like fuck that someone made it in like a big drum at home, and then I think it sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it's like trash can punch they make like on uh, hobo's. <laughs> I want my beverages to be distilled. I need to fuck get all the impurities out. You're well? not enjoying a good
1: toilet wine. You're missing <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> Wouldn't you hate it though?
2: Like. If you are making a toilet wine, but your roommate really had to fucking go. It's like, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> sh- I gotta sh- take a shit. You're Definitely. shaking on the
3: floor, then. You're <laughs> shaking this fucking pillowcase, because this fucking goddamn toilet wine's and it gets through this.
2: Look, let's face it. Me shitting in there is not going to make it taste <laughs> any worse. That hurts.
10: This is a bad toilet wine.
2: All right, a lot of complaints coming in because of me saying that that Greek
1: place sucked.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no one can take a joke these days.
3: Their drink menu definitely sucked.
1: You seem to enjoy a lot of oh!
3: it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is right up on your cock. <laughs> I am fucking a goddamn adult and I can enjoy alcohol <laughs> beverages. Sorry you couldn't have any fucking intern or ex
2: intern. Yeah, you can't intern at him anymore. Fuck, he's a guest. A guest. <laughs> I don't
1: know what he's a I am. Guest.
4: guest. Football is starting this Thursday night. Make sure you get to the bang. Get signed up for the Pigskin Pick'em Pool and the Eliminator Pool. Sign footballs we're giving out. And today, you can practice getting ready for the Eliminator Pool with the Eliminator Super Quiz that's on the iBang. Mm. Super Quiz.
10: Are you guys doing fantasy football? No. Not your thing? No. I always think I want to... It seems just too complex. I always think I want to try it because it'll make all games fun to me because I'm just like a homer. I usually just watch just like the Eagles mm-hmm. game. But um, I just never... like until Honestly, until I start playing Madden, I don't even know who's on what team anymore. I'm like, have Brandon Madden? Marshall's on the... <laughs> you don't have the new Madden? I do have it yet. I haven't got it yet. I got to get it for Thursday. You're a Madden guy? Yeah. Do you try to play your season exactly as it happens? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Michael Vick?
2: Um, I think this year, because there's a new coach and Vick's coming in, I don't think we're going to win more than 15 games. <laughs>
10: <laughs> Bold prediction. We're not going perfect season. No, there's
2: a, no you're not going to go perfect season because Vick's getting used to the new offense. But they're, Fez is picking him in the Eliminator his first week. He's taking the Eagles over the
10: Redskins. Holy and RG3. Fuck! RG3, That's ballsy. I think. I'm saving the eggs. Yeah? Do you feel like it's going to be a good season? Do you have high hopes at all, or do you just kind of...
2: Unlike you, I watched Portland uh, College f- football for years, mm-hmm. and that guy's fucking unbelievable. <laughs> okay. And here's the thing about him. It isn't one system. Yeah. One year, great running game. Next year, great passing game. The following year, they concentrate on defense.
10: He's has, able to just play to people's strengths. Has he ever had a situation where he's had to have a black dog murder throwing to a white supremacist? Because that seems well, like a weird connection we're going to be having out there.
2: Here's the thing. And I'm, my dad's like you. He doesn't want to have anything to do with Mike Vick." he goes, my dad says to me the other day, he goes, who's the starting quarterback? I go, they already picked Vick." He goes like this. That's it. I'm watching the Ravens. Oh, come I on. go, pop, you can't be that way. He killed some dogs.
10: <laughs> I love Mike Vick. I got, I told you, I got like death threats from my joke I did on TV about Michael Vick. Well, people, people even took it as way more supportive than the joke. I'm pretty sure Michael Vick would have hated the joke. Right, I know. No. <laughs> but people are like, you love it. You want to see dog murder happen.
2: People take out of it what they want to take out of it. That's the problem.
10: Did you watch any of the preseason at all? Um. No. I watched the highlights. Did you see? I saw Michael Vick threw a touchdown to Riley Cooper. It was almost like the cover of the Jungle Fever bo- uh, movie. Remember that? <laughs> just the two hands touching. It's really nice.
2: <laughs> That's a really nice thought. Here's uh, Jay. Jay, you're on the run of Fez show. Jay, wants oh, to... Tw- no. Yeah. Hey, Fez. Uh, hey, Ron. How you doing? Good. Hey, I'm a new listener to the show,
7: and I absolutely love it. And I was just curious. Um, When you guys are all talking, what is Fez doing the whole time?
2: Sometimes he's typing. And what else? Uh, You did that plug, right?
7: Yeah. Yes, I did. Fez, I think you're great, by the way, too. I wish you would talk more, though. You bring a lot to the show, and I like it.
2: He normally does talk, but then Jay came in. (laughs) Fuck things up. Chris, what are you checking on?
3: Uh, Another uh, guest coming in. Who's that? Soon. I'll write it down. Ooh.
2: Did you just write up Nixon resigns? <laughs>
3: <laughs> just, just confirming with this individual. AJ
2: Dynamite. <laughs> AJ Dynamite. <laughs> this is a guy that I met uh, in Central Park uh, playing uh, keyboards for money. But he's not a, a really great keyboard player.
10: <laughs> Was he making a lot of money?
2: No, none. I didn't see him making money.
10: Zero. It was empty. His cup or fucking hat. Mm-hmm.
2: Well,
3: like, well, like I said, he texted me that he actually got a new gig. It's um, Harvey Weinstein signed him to play Don Knotts in the biopic of his life. So that's huge.
1: This is a big opportunity for yeah, him. Yeah, it is.
3: Yeah, yeah. He he auditioned with Weinstein and he loved him. He loved AJ.
1: The Don Knotts biopic.
3: Yeah, the Don Knotts biopic. Yeah, yeah. The Knotts
10: biopic. <laughs> yeah. is that necessary? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you got the
2: TV show, and then he also did the Ghost of Mister Chicken. So you got Mister Limpet. There's a lot of fucking things that you go to there.
3: AJ got a contract oh.
10: worth six figures. All right, it's pretty huge.
1: Surprisingly, it's gritty, if you can believe that. <laughs> it I is. Say, it's
10: like the dark years when he, uh, when he was Mister Furley. That's when shit went haywire. That's when everyone decided he wasn't funny, which was kind of sad. <laughs> Three, four hookers a night. Don, Knox Is it really? Yeah. The yeah. biopic. Yeah. yeah, Harvey Weinstein's fucking by producing it, rather. Is that going right to Netflix, or is that going to be like no, a real? when
2: Harvey does anything,
10: it's fucking grade A. Who pitched the Don Knox biopic that he was like, we're doing it? Green light hey, this did, immediately.
2: Did you notice that Jeffrey Wright kind of took a shot at Oprah today?
10: Yeah. You just fucking throw them was both. that a
2: shot, okay. or you know, was it? Because I didn't see her movie.
10: What do you say? Was it subtle?
2: Yeah, because he was like, "Look, this is going to be a little gritty. It's not going to be like Oprah crime when she gets to see her son." I'm like, "Oh, I guess he thinks everyone's seen The Butler."
3: <laughs> I think I, I don't have to see The Butler to see The Butler. This Butler helps out a bunch
2: of presidents, gives them advice. You didn't see it.
10: That surprised me. You usually, see all the big movies.
2: I see real movies. I'm gonna see. I'm not a big fan of comic book movies. I'm not a big fan of.
10: Yeah, but the Butler comes from a graphic novel.
2: Okay, so. <laughs> all right, that's better. But I did see this today. James Cameron said that the Sandra, Bur- uh, what's her name, Bullock. Sandra Bullock, lost in space movie.
3: Yeah, with uh, Clooney,
2: is the best fucking space film ever made. Now you have to remember 2001 was a fucking space film.
3: I can't believe it could, it could be that good.
1: It's all, I mean it's all a director he he does these things where he has like one shot that's 10 minutes long no cuts. It's, it's if you watch the movie Children of Men, no. Yeah. It's that like that car scene he Where it does not cut at all and the camera's just moving. I could just fucking do a still shot for 10 minutes.
2: Yeah. I might do that just to say I've had the longest known cut. (laughs) That Children of Men thing was crazy. Except for they do something in that film that takes me out of it. Like, if water splashes on the camera or blood splashes, I'm like, I'm done. Really? Yeah, you? I can't see the fucking thing on the camera. <laughs> I don't want to see a camera. I want to see real life.
3: Yeah, towards the end, he had all the fucking blood and, like, dirt and shit flying over when he's going through the building. Yeah, fuck building. that.
2: Then, now you've taken me out of the movie, and I think, oh, that's right, there's a camera.
10: hmm How about the that you with the... Remember the blood flood in uh, The Shining? Mm-hmm. Slaps the camera? You check out? Yeah, check out. You <laughs> never tell the ending? I won't ruin it for you. Check it out, though.
2: Well, uh, this was announced today. Jack Nicholson... Done. We'll never act again. That bums you out?
3: Yeah. I thought we'd get, we'd get one more. One more out of him. What
2: was the last thing that he did?
3: Was it
1: Bucket List? He went out with Bucket List. <laughs> I want to say he did that. It was like um, Paul Rudd was in it, and then Reese Witherspoon, like nobody oh. saw it. Oh it was- yeah,
3: wasn't he? Maybe it was, his, like, it was his dad or something? I saw it on cable. How do you know? Yeah, Paul. I Rodden. know
2: because I remember I was there.
3: <laughs> so the name of the film. How do you know?
2: I know because <laughs> I'm the one who watched it.
3: The name of it. The name of the movie is How Do You Know?
2: Yeah, it was pretty bad. So I think that they only called him at the last
10: minute to come in too. Like someone else dropped out. Didn't they do? Aren't they doing anger management too? I think they just did the TV show. That's I know. It. I'll go. <laughs> they bring out anger management. You'll be there. Rampant return of Adam Sandler, who never goes anywhere. He
2: choked himself <laughs> to death with I his own hands. I Don't know if you can do that. I just Not d- ran touched his neck.
10: It. You think he was jerking off while he did it? it, it that would be
2: the weirdest thing of all.
10: He
3: <laughs> had a picture of the three girls. Somehow he smuggled in.
10: <laughs> <laughs> or he just he just drew them on the wall with chalk instead of hash marks.
1: Who was the guy that was choking to death and then decided? You know, I'm going to jerk off right now. See what happens. Like While there had joking. to be one person years yeah, ago who found of that life. and then told people about it. See, the thing
2: is, <laughs> so I have no one here. To do I the don't harm even with. think anyone came straight from that. I think maybe somebody was getting choked. I think it was probably a gay trick at first. going to be honest, yeah. no offense, Fez, but I don't think anyone thought of jerking off with it. Now. You know my best friend in the whole world, John Densmore, yeah. of the Doors? Mm-hmm. He claims the first time that he did asset, he jerked off. I've never heard of anyone jerking off while they're tripping before. I would have thought impossible. You're too fucked in the head. Yeah, like you don't even know how to get to the... Fu- the, the last thing I'm going to have is sexual thoughts there.
10: <laughs> it almost makes you wonder what he was jerking off to then. And when is mom like, you know, he's jerking off the gym? Jim <laughs> <laughs> Uh
2: Here's Michelle. You're on the Ron Fed show.
12: Hi, guys. It's funny you're talking about that movie. I just got back from the Telluride Film Festival, mm-hmm. and I saw that it's called Gravity. And here is my early prediction Sandra Bullock's going to get an Oscar nomination. She was really, she was like this totally distraught. Um, George Clooney is an old veteran out in space. She's her first time on a spaceship, and the spaceship gets hit and starts falling apart, and it just goes downhill from there, but she was really, really good. So my prediction, um, Oscar nomination for Sandra Bullock.
1: This has been Michelle at the Movies.
12: That now, will she win? Okay. Uh, I don't know if she'll win. There are a lot of other good performances coming up. Um, they debuted the new Cone film, which I can't remember the name of. But That's it's
2: Llewellyn guy, D- Douglas or Davis?
12: Uh, it's about a guy musician yeah. in New York, yeah. Um, uh, Carrie Mulligan, who I love, really good. The guy who played the musician, um, his name is Oscar Somebody. I know that's helpful. And um, De La Hoya.
5: He, <laughs> <Wow>. No, <laughs> I don't crazy. think he's a
12: former work. boxer, but um, he was excellent. You, we've seen him as a terrorist before. Never seen him in that kind of role. Uh, But anyhow, there were some stellar films that debuted. Oh, Werner Herzog had another um, Death Row film. Didn't create as much controversy as last year. I didn't get to see that, but um, I thought it was kind of odd. Two Death Row films in two years for him. So anyhow, that's my report. He's kind of obsessed with Death Row. I believe. That well, I
2: like it, Michelle. So you love Sandra bernard I, I keep calling her Sandra Bernhard, Sandra Bullock in this movie.
12: I did. i Well, I'm a Sandra Bullock fan, anyway. But she was really good. It's a kind of different role for her. She's always afraid and a twitter about this. What, what's going to happen here? What's going to happen there?
10: Yeah, I feel like you're giving too much away.
12: Okay, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, that's I'm starting to freak guys. out. <laughs> it's
10: it's called fucking. Blind Side of the Moon. And she's all happy when they get saved at the end. You, you guys didn't get the joke, time. Huh? It's just a <laughs>
4: joke.
2: How was it?
10: It
4: was alright. Yeah.
2: It was a callback, right? To her
4: Oscar-winning film, Blindside? Her previous Oscar. that <laughs> Everyone loved that film.
10: Mm-hmm. Won the Oscar. Won the Oscar. She'll always have that. How many anytime you send a chicken on a spaceship, there's major tragedy? What it seems like
2: I would just like to see a movie where people go into space, do cool stuff, and come back safe. <laughs> <laughs> just a movie, even even a road trip movie where people just went out and have fun and come back. It seems this movie we're just gonna be
3: watching them fly around in space till <laughs> they run out of air and then they fucking die and then.
2: See, that's the weird thing about movies is like you want everything to go wrong, but no one ever wants that in a song. You know, what I mean, no one really wants to listen to a song where a kid gets kidnapped. Like, there was this, uh, they're doing this kidnap, Wolverine's kid gets kidnapped, and I'm watching the previews, and I'm like, and I yell out in the previews, I'll never fucking see this movie. (laughs) I'm never going to a movie where two guys are going, wait, where are the kids? Where are the kids? They're running down the fucking street. I don't need that. I don't need that in my fucking wheelhouse.
10: Just because it bums you out?
2: Yeah. It's horrifying. I'm going to guess.
3: I'm just watching a trailer on silent right now that Hugh Jackman organized the kidnapping of his own
2: children. Mm, I hope not. I'm throwing it out. He seemed like such a good dad in the beginning part of the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but I think his black friend did it. Oh, God. Jeffrey Wright. War Machine. You know something, dude? It's one thing I don't mind. When you fucking attack Jay, that's funny to me. But to attack Jeffrey Wright, I'm going to have to dinner with him tonight. That's going too far.
1: <laughs> you gone Greek or what? He's a ball buster, this kid.
2: He's a real <laughs> fucking ball buster. There he is. Let me just send it. Text. Tim Sabian changed my <laughs> mind about the creepy kid. Good. Sent. Um... Snow, you're on Running Fetish Show.
7: Hey, how you guys doing? Good. You know, as much as in the sci-fi movies as I am, doesn't this movie Gravity sound like open water in space?
2: The weirdest thing is I thought that immediately when I saw the trailer. I'm like, oh, shit, just like open water.
10: Open water had a pretty solid bush scene, though.
2: Okay, so is this. (laughs) (laughs) They say in space, no one can see your vagina. (laughs) Um... Bob, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah.
7: Hey, hey, doing? Hey, Ronnie. I just wanted to call you, to- talking about that, that guy strangling himself. One of the famous actors was David Carradine. You know, he did kung fu and all that. Yeah. He he uh, strangled him. He hung himself while he was masturbating over. No, term.
2: he was attacked by fucking ninja assassins. Yeah, it was a ninja group. His family's already said that he was killed by ninja assassins because he had learned some. Fucking martial arts moves that they wanted to copy,
3: and he wouldn't give it to him. So they fucking killed him. man. Look like a goddamn fucking.
2: Have so you ever jerk off with a belt around your neck? No, I have not. No.
1: Instead of doing a belt, do it with a pair of suspenders. It's <laughs> a lot more interesting. If you found like your really really good friend dead like that, would you kind of like fix him up a bit so that wasn't his legacy? Then yeah, but then you're the kind of guy <laughs> that they think you killed them.
3: Yeah. So, no, fucking, there's a belt around the fucking dude's neck. It's my uh, boy. All right, everyone's going to find out about this shit.
1: No, I mean, Paul is passive, at least. No. Yeah, then it
2: looks like you blew him and he died. <laughs> you got to be careful. Although, I did have a friend who, another friend of mine, cleaned his apartment. Oh, Jesus. <laughs>
10: yeah. It'd be funny if you were jerking off while getting choked the full metal jacket way, where a guy makes you lean into his uh, choky hand on your knees. I don't even understand... The concept of choking while coming. I'm not sure what the...
2: Well, you're cutting off the oxygen to your brain so the fucking bolt of your cum just fucking
10: blows away. I think as a fat, I think as a fat guy, when I'm fucking, like there's probably no oxygen getting my brain in. <laughs> I'm already sweating and out of breath.
2: Well, just try to pull your chin up. <laughs> then maybe you won't have to deal with it.
10: I'm going to start putting on a Breathe <laughs> Right strip on my nose before I fuck, like like a tight end. Uh, Andy in Cleveland.
7: Hey, uh, far be it for me to to crap all over Michelle's movie. Routine, I haven't seen it, but where everybody's talking about this landmark Sandra Bullock performance, where she's all scared in the uh, Twitter. I think Michelle said. I'm pretty sure we've seen that before. Uh, she seems scared out of her mind in Speed, and scared out of her mind in the Net, and I'm you know if you want to throw a Demolition Man in for, for good measure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't
2: know. I, I, I'm not I'm not seeing this. I'm definitely seeing this movie for the story, not for or Bullock. For well, she apparently is 95% of the story. Like, you're just having her lost in space. If you go to this well, movie, you're not going to see her interacting with people. It'll just be her floating in space. She was pretty scared when her
11: husband oh, well, was banging that Hitler chick. Okay.
2: And, uh... James Cameron said, this is the greatest space film ever done.
10: Oh, do they find the Titanic up there?
2: You know, he's done so much more than just the Titanic.
10: Yeah, then documentaries about the Titanic, and then he built something to go look at the Titanic in person.
2: Would you do me a favor and check and see how much money Avatar made worldwide? Sure. Look, I'll do it for you. $2.7 billion. That's half a cartoon. People. <laughs>
10: people love the avatar oh yeah
3: he's making three more <clears throat> can't wait
2: lou can you really reed, not
3: wait
2: lou reed <laughs> was at the theater uh at avatar right but here's the best thing so he's out in the lobby later
10: yeah
2: and he's still just walking around wearing his 3d glasses <laughs> he liked the way they looked yeah
10: they did look great on him though it's real 3D. Reed. yeah there you go all the blue girls say boop 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 boop
2: Alex, you're on the Renee Faye show. Hey, Ron, I just saw
7: that new Sandra Bullock movie over the weekend. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, the thing I couldn't understand was how they got that FBI agent into the beauty pageant. Uh,
2: I mean, I'm just hanging no, up on you. Alex.
7: No, no tits, no Sandra Bullock dying. It's a complete fail.
10: No Bush? Spoiler alert. You will never
2: see a Bush with her. Maybe a very neatly kept, thin landing
10: strip. But never something that you could call Bush. Never? She won't. You think she won't grow a Bush or she'll never show full frontal nudity? Both. Yeah. Both, yeah. How do you make the call to do full frontal nudity or not? Lindsay Lohan's doing it now. Not really. She was in the dark. I saw that movie. You saw it? Yeah. Was it wretched?
2: Yeah, it was, you know, like I mean, it was shot on iPhones. <laughs> and I'm not even making that up. I mean, it looked like we shot yeah. on
10: iPhones. How was the acting of that actual porn star guy?
2: You know, like, you ever see a soft porn movie on fucking Cinemax? It was like that.
10: It's a compliment. Did you like his earlier work when he was butt-fucking the Teen Mom? <laughs> that was actually
1: pretty strong. He was a tour de force in that.
10: I mean, that was a... Uh, oh, man, that poor little girl. She has a daughter, right? The Teen yeah. Mom? Yeah. Unreal. Teen Mom Farrah. She. It's so... What a vicious asshole pounding she takes. I didn't watch it. She she's just, just
2: fucking destroys it. Did you really not watch it at all? Mm-mm.
10: Why wouldn't you watch that? I didn't know who the Teen Mom was. This is all new to me. I don't either, but there's still some excitement because I know she's on MT. All I got to do is I'll Google and uh, look up one episode of Teen Mom that she's in, and I go, oh, look. She's making a phone call to get her car out of a tow truck thing. And then I'm like, she's a real person. And then I watch her get butt-fucked, and it works for me for some
2: reason. And that's the best thing. Now, this is the one that says she didn't even remember it.
10: Yeah, yeah, she didn't even, yeah. And she's
2: taking anal in front of a camera. (laughs) I I have no idea what you're talking about. With a porn star.
10: With so much anal. (laughs) She said she doesn't remember now? No, this
2: is when it first came up.
10: She's not a teen anymore, though,
3: right? No, no, no. Her baby daddy's dead too. So uh, yeah. did he choke himself to death? <laughs> Don't I think it was a car accident?
10: How about oh, did you see sad. the did you see the Weiner girlfriend porn? Yeah, Sydney Leathers. Did it really? It seems like it worked out because like, at first the news was she was doing a masturbation porn. And then everyone was like, we don't care. So it's like, almost the next day, she just filmed, like, hardcore fucking... <laughs> like, like, no one cares about your you marriage. Yeah, listen
2: to the audience, and that's where this fucking Chappelle got it wrong.
10: you I- got to respond to the audience.
2: <laughs> Ado, do Adel!
10: I, uh... Did you, watch, did you watch it, Chris?
3: I think I just watched... There was, like, a fucking condensed version. It was, like, yeah, four Yeah, it like, five minutes long.
10: 508. It was 508, Pornhub. But, uh, she, uh... Yeah, I like that one for some reason. You know why? Why? That chick looks attainable. Teen mom <laughs> wouldn't fuck me on my best day. but uh, say
3: a regular fucking but chick. But
10: the wiener chick is, yeah, it's like all flawed, sad blowjob skills. It looks it's like a girl who, like, text fucks a failed mayoral candidate but
2: you're the first person i know who wants to see women that he could get oh really i thought that was the exact opposite am I'm, i really the fir- first the, one you, i yeah, think it's all i do I, I i thought it was the exact opposite of why people watch art at all any kind of art like hey that person's worse than me i'm gonna watch him for a while oh
10: i watched yeah I to my uh i like watching the team T- ch-
2: mom's very very fit
10: yeah yeah, that's why I didn't. It's like a good video, but yeah. I can't use that because I'm like this chick doesn't want to fuck me. But I like the uh, I don't know, like a chubby a chubby white gal getting railed out by a bunch of black dudes. Boyfriend is jerking off, crying in the corner, choking himself with his hand. Here's Psycho Bob.
7: Hey, Ronnie, yeah. you came up with a great idea. Why don't we do a movie about say a whole family that's lost in space? We could call it Lost in Space.
2: I would definitely watch that. Will they have a robot? Yeah.
7: Yeah, yeah, that would make it really good.
2: I love it. We need to uh, break here, Chris. Yeah, we need to break. Um,
1: God, do you plug, dude? If you are in Rhode Island, check out Jay at the Comedy Connection on September 13th and 14th. More tickets and information, that is Com. That is r i comedy connection dot com you can also listen to jay's hilarious podcast, Legion of Skanks at cave comedy radio dot com
2: if I had just turned on the radio now, I would think someone had a
1: gun to the announcer's head <laughs> forcing him to read something against
2: his are will. we
3: fucking al qaeda
1: it was that uh, <laughs> he is holding a knife to me right under the console i w- if you could just-
2: i looked at his shirt and it ended up saying courage mom and all right, got a break here. we got a break. Uh, we will be back with Big J and A.J. Dynamite stopping in as well. He's in the house. It's the Run and Fest Show.
3: You got a phone, oh, you're all alone.
2: So, we're going to do that. I, I don't know why I can't get anybody to do what I want. Uh, so, we're going to do a parody bit with you. Yeah, and then and also me
11: as uh, Elliot Spitzer. All right. You're going to be Elliot Spitzer and, and in another we'll, scene? Uh, uh, Wiener. Then I'm going to be Wiener. Okay. I'm going to say, why are you thinking? Okay, whatever. Right. Okay. Uh, we, could t- we, we could do that. Uh, All right.
2: Anyway, okay. All right. So, do the setup for you? All right. Because we're coming right back in a second. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we are so... Proud to present today, in our studio, the one and only, Little A.J. Dynamite!
11: Okay, uh, how you doing, uh, Fez? Uh, I just wanted to say, first of all, that it's really a pleasure to be here. And I want to say that I want to thank you, and Ron and Fez, because of the fans that that love me, that are listening to the show right now, mm-hmm. and so they uh, are fans of AJ Dynamite. You know. You know, uh, Ron, I want to thank you for that. Sure. Um, and you know, Justin Bieber, right? Yeah. You know what they call Justin Bieber's fans, right, Chris? What's that? Beliebers. Yeah. So you know, uh, and Lady Gaga's fans yeah. are called little monsters. Exactly. <laughs> so far, so good. Go to yeah. the head of the class. Now, what do you call AJ Dynamite's fan? Uh, dynamite sticks. No, dynamiters.
2: Dynamiters. <laughs> uh-huh.
11: Yeah, it's pretty Hey-o! good. <laughs> right. All right. What's up? Okay. So now uh, Ron, I just wanted yeah. to tell you um I uh, was really blown away by the uh, ma- the masses of fans out there, you know, holding you? pictures of me, and, you know, with the pens in the paper, I have the autograph and stuff right. like that, you know, my, my bodyguards, yeah. you know, Muddy uh, Jeff, they're outside, right, so they yeah. had to kind of push them away, you know, get me through it, hustle me in here, it yeah. wasn't easy, Ron, I'm sa- telling you the truth. Yeah, uh, by the way, uh, the, um, uh, my my bodyguards, they just told me they need to stop and frisky. Was that okay? Oh, jeez.
5: <laughs> hey
11: <laughs> Okay, all right. All right, so, uh, no, but I just wanted hey, to Jay, say... Hey, Jay, this is
2: uh, Big Jim Okerson, He's a very famous comic, yeah. and uh, it would be kind of cool if you two ever got the opportunity to do a show together. You don't go back to the clubs much anymore, <laughs> though, right? Oh, I don't know how we haven't. You know. Absolute, yeah. You like to play bigger venues than clubs. Larger uh, venues. Yeah.
11: Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Ron, I just wanted to tell you, right. The first yeah. thing, right. Is that I want my fans to know out there, right. <laughs> that uh, Barack Obama is not in the studio tonight. No, okay? That's true.
5: All
11: uh, right. But I'm sure he's listening in though. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right? <That's-> uh,
2: Hey-oh! <laughs> <laughs>
11: Uh wow, Chris! Uh, Chris, uh, and, you yeah. know he's the unsung hero here. He really is. And I want to tell you, yeah, thank you. He's also he's a sound man slash booking agent slash. He's also the go-to man to get simple things like weed and prostitutes. Bio.
9: Yeah,
10: on, you guys, really, <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <You're> really <laughs> holding out, AJ. You've never got me either of those things. <laughs> Let's go! wow, You know what I'm saying.
11: Mm. Uh, but Come on, uh, big but Ronnie Fez, coming to the studio today yeah. was amazing. You know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, have a nice trip. Say what? Did you have a nice trip here.
11: Uh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, real good, real good. You know. And it's great to be back. So sure. uh, I just wanted to tell you it's a great idea. You know, we could do uh, uh, my my fans today. You know, I just want to tell them that I love uh, you know love them. Yeah. And they. Uh, and it's really uh. Well,
2: I met a I met A J Dynamite. He's uh, would you call yourself like a, just a performer? And then you said you use Central Park as your lab, A J. You said that's like a laboratory for you, for your creativity.
11: Um, actually, to tell you the truth, yeah. Um. The park is just one of, it's it just an ends not a means.
2: It's an end. <laughs> yeah. Not a means. Yeah, That's but true. I mean, yeah,
11: but I just. That's true. To, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like this. It's like the Rolling <laughs> Stone starts so, so. up. Yeah. So, so, I've been walking Central Park. I've been walking Central Park, <laughs> singing after dog. People think AJ is crazy. <laughs> it's
2: true.
5: Yeah. Okay, Ron.
11: Yeah. All right, now.
5: <clears throat> yes.
11: I got a special treat for you today. Oh, good. But before we get that, I want you to talk to me about yourself. I want to say to everybody that, uh, Ron, you know, this is the, the one of the top-rated shows here. If it's not, yeah. it will be. And, you know, absolutely, um, it, it is, you know? And I just want to say, I just want to read you something, right? Oh, good. You, you know... um,
2: I'm finding a note. I, 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 yeah. Good. He's so looking for a note right now. AJ Dynamite setting in his booth.
11: So, you know, uh, it's like <clears throat> if I was on Weekend Update, give me the Weekend Update song. Uh, yeah, oh, Weekend Update song, Chris. Yeah. But, Chris,
2: fucking Weekend Update. song. I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing the, the song. The
11: I said, now AJ, and And here's
2: AJ Dynamite. Then you do that uh, setup that you do. What happened to the intro? So it's 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 coming, it's coming. And do the intro that you do. Yeah. Here comes AJ Dynamite. You got the fucking on the headphones. Oh, no. Take it back to the beginning. All right, here we go. And do the the proper setup for it.
3: Okay. All right. All right. right. Here we come. Yeah, ready?
11: Ready, AJ? All right. Okay. Okay, come on. I'm, I'm kind of nervous here. I don't but be don't nervous. Okay. She done great. Okay, go ahead. All Ready?
3: Here's Weekend Update with Little AJ
11: Good evening, I'm A.J. Dynamite, and you're not. And uh, top story tonight, UBS execs get prison for defrauding Americans of Millions. Uh, In July, U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York sentenced three UBS bank executives to prison and Levite fines for their role in defrauding American cities uh, from municipal bond proceeds. Last year, a London UBS trader was charged with bilking customers of 2.3 billion dollars. In Switzerland, and that's American money. Uh, in, in Parliament, forced UBS to turn over the names of 4,500 U.S. clients to the IRS. And now, uh, to give us an on-the-spot uh, report, we have... Uh, chico alvarez uh, uh Chris. <laughs> chico alvarez that's me aj
3: okay lots of stuff is getting burned down over here aj how's what it going you, over your end
10: what are you doing chico so, alvarez <laughs> what the fuck is going on here
11: What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> nothing just curious okay so uh back to uh the news i'm
2: um, unrelated news okay so, uh, hold on, uh, Joe's got a question for you. Mind taking any calls? No problem. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ.
11: 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ.
2: fez i got to stay a- character. Yeah, stay right. character. AJ Dynamite has uh, come in and completely uh, <clears throat> taken uh, over the show. I mean, he's just one of those personalities, completely taken over the show. Maybe you'd like him on your podcast one night.
10: Yes, yeah, I don't know why it hasn't happened yet.
2: Um. Mm-hmm. Let's go over to Joe. Joe, you're on the run of Fez show.
7: First of all, I want to say I'm a huge fan of AJ Dynamite. So you're a dynamiter. Dynamiter?
11: Yes, you're a dynamiter.
7: I got a question for you, AJ. Um, Go ahead. How do you get to Broadway?
11: Practice, practice, practice. That's good. That's good, AJ. Okay. All right, then. So, uh, Fez, you look marvelous. Thank you, little AJ. Okay, so what you've been doing since I've last seen you, uh, <clears throat> let's go back to our sub-heroes and see how he's
2: doing back on the Ron and Fair show. What's going on? Here's uh, Lady Truckerfield. <laughs> hey, AJ, I just
12: wanted you to know I'm your biggest fan, and you're the catch me out
11: No problem. Uh, I, 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 and you know what? you got good taste. you got good taste, baby.
2: I'm going to tell you that. Okay. <laughs> a lot of people seem like they're liking you
10: aj thank you very Jay, much you
2: didn't get any kind of calls like that you didn't get any kind of big fan calls
10: no came in a little well,
2: yeah yeah it wasn't so. your day today <laughs> it <laughs> wasn't your day plus you don't have the full pizzazz that aj
10: has i don't i have zero musical talent that's cool a lot
2: but of good stuff in that book huh, yeah, AJ? yeah 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 i wanted to say that first of
11: all i am the new normal <laughs> all right. Okay, in comedy. All right. Yeah, he's
2: the
10: new normal in comedy. Um, the new normal. Yeah. What are the math formulas in there?
11: Uh, no, this, this is like the theory of relativity. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, right? That's your name. Yeah, it's sure. Jeff. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, so now we're going to do a parody, okay, for uh, the fans out there. So sure. See, uh, uh, okay, you know, we got the, court, um, the uh, courtroom judges, like Judge, uh, you know, <laughs> Judy Shindlin. We have uh, Judge, Judge Alex. What's his name? What's Judge his a- name, Jack? Alex. Shindlin. Mm. Uh, Alex. Alex. We also have uh, Matthews, uh, Chris Matthews. Um, etc cetera, etc cetera. You know, you get the point. Chris Matthews, the judge, right? Exactly. So now you, I, I'm going to be the honorable justice AJ Dynamite. So, yeah. so Chris is is gonna be, Chris, the, it's yeah. gonna be the analysis as you are now in the courtroom of uh, yeah. AJ Dynamite. The yeah. cases are real. The verdict on, is final. Chris. All right. Okay. He, okay. Again, and then called. you're the plaintiff. And the whole thing is that, uh, uh, you know, you're Larry Jones and um, Larry Jones. You're, you're working at Tiffany's and sure. um and and uh, um, uh, Dick um Steele. You know. Yeah, he, he, stole, it's like like <laughs> cock. he stole He stole. the uh, right. baby hope diamond from Tiffany's. Right. So now you're suing him to get back the money because. Right. And then you're going ch- to claim uh, sexual harassment or something like that. You'll know, try to work right. around it. Yeah, well, it yeah, okay. will work. I'm going to improvise. It's okay, improv.
2: Okay. Can I
10: be a witness or something it's or should I just go fuck myself?
2: No. Um, let me just tell you something in improv. It's always yes and. <laughs> you know what I mean? Never say <laughs> never no. Say never ever. say no. Never okay. say no.
11: All right, then. So, what, Jeff, you're going to be the. Just
2: like just like Jeff is my friend. that came in, okay. Your name is Jeff. Yeah, your name is Jeff. And we'll kind of start with that. And Mm -hmm. like in the background, we know that he told me something horrible, but we don't know what. And then later we'll find out. Okay,
11: you know. All right then. Okay, go ahead. Ready? Come
2: on.
3: This is the courtroom of Judge Little A.J. Dynamite. The situation you're about to see is real. The people are not actors. They are actual litigants in cases filed in New York Municipal Court. Here's the honorable judge, little AJ Dynamo. You say all rise?
10: You say all, say all rise. Go on, yeah. the bailiff. Yeah. Yeah. All rise. Oh, <laughs> Thank exactly. you Okay. For the honorable okay. AJ. The
5: this, this is the plaintiff.
10: This is the plaintiff. This, this is the plaintiff. And he's suing.
11: Tell him what he's suing. No, I'm the judge. Come on, press. <laughs>
2: You want to take it from the beginning? So let's it's
11: take like, it from the top. Chris <laughs> yeah, lot, I, 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 I yeah, just yeah. fucked it up. Okay, right, right, All right. right. Okay, the plaintiff okay. is suing whatever yeah, you get Yeah, the plaintiff yeah, is yeah, suing and for. Then he's the, whole the, whole whole okay, thing? the whole diamond. You yep, forgot the whole fucking thing?
2: Okay, the whole diamond. Name the, the, the case.
3: All right. The plaintiff, Mr. Fez Watley, is being sued. Dick Steele. Dick Steele is being sued by Mr. Ron Bennington.
11: Big name. Okay. No, not Ron Bennington no. Is uh, no Larry Jones. You got Gary Gary Jones. Jones. Larry Jones. Larry Jones. Larry, he's Jones. Larry
2: Jones. and Dick Steele. And Dick Steele. I
11: guess he'll be Jeff, though, right? Yeah, you're gonna be Jeff
2: the okay. yeah. friend,
11: <laughs> right? The, the bailiff.
2: Um, I, yeah, yeah oh, I uh, it. Yeah, I shot the sheriff, you know, but I did not I shoot, shoot the, the bailiff. bailiff.
11: Okay, okay, go ahead. All right. okay. Okay.
2: okay. Don't write this time, Chris Okay. All right. Okay, then we take a commercial break, and then I yeah. pay rich man
11: from um from ba- 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 yeah. okay okay were we're right right. Then I make it like a commercial. Oh okay. uh, fuck then yeah And they say AJ is yeah. poor, he's destitute, you know, and you know, and you know, he needs to procreate. So you know, somebody the AJ, well, I don't know, whatever you want to do.
2: Okay? Yeah, we'll just, we'll we'll figure, just it, you'll let figure it, it out. Just- uh,
0: but i If
2: you're just tuning in now, AJ Dynamite has come in here and blown people way he's got songs he's got sketches i
11: also dance to cha-cha-cha
2: right, dance a little bit he's a good dancer uh now i mean we're trying to do a skit chris is screwed up him. a little bit
3: okay okay All right, we're ready to go <clears throat> okay no you gotta say
11: we're now in the courtroom of eight a- justice a.j dynamite the cases are real the All right, before we right get in
2: that yeah, rich okay, from okay. georgia has a question yeah, okay. go ahead rich
7: Hey, guys.
10: Uh, first of all, I'm a big A.J. fan. Sure. Uh, big Jeff is also a favorite of mine. But uh, Thank you. It's Jeff. Ba- there's
7: a beef there between the two. I don't know what's going on. You know underlying-
2: what? It, I think it's not so much a beef. It's just like you got two cocks in the henhouse, you know?
10: Ah, I get it. Okay. Yeah.
2: And when Who's beefing?
10: I'm a day player. Well, see, the,
2: I mean, the thing is, is like some people come in. They, no offense, but they don't have anything prepared. And then you have a real professional like AJ, yeah. who comes in with songs, sketches. The sketch would have been done right now. Of course, I, I do.
10: I walk in a little cocky, just like we'll just go and talk about stuff. Yeah, it's a dick move. And you know, and, I happen- and he also happens to be Puerto Rican
11: too. Right. And Puerto Ricans in this business is the rarity. It is true. Why? A rarity. Oh. Yeah, we don't have too many famous. No, you know, Puerto Ricans. So, so, yeah. But anyways, great and to AJ, you be live here. in
2: uh, Spanish Harlem?
11: Uh, I, wherever I lay my hat. That's my yeah. home. Um,
10: <laughs> Your home must be this desk right now. It's
11: going to be his latest hat. Down. Right, exactly. You know, I don't have any children, Ron. Yeah. And it's a shame. You know, you know my brother... He killed my hamsters when I was a little, When I was kid, you know, he uh, was mean, yeah He was mean But I forgive him for that I, I was traumatic, you know, because I love animals, uh, Ron Yeah And uh, But you know what? Uh, I feel like I'm a survivor, you know, Fez? You know, Chris, I'm a survivor, you know so what I you're mean? You're
10: doing it No when you you have Play your hat on. I Will Survive from Glory Gini Yeah, I will sure. survive, please Okay, all right. Chris Harry All right, I will survive <laughs> Yeah With his hat on, AJ looks like a Miami homicide detective He does Thank you very much yeah uh, in the criminal just in the,
11: in the criminal justice system sexually based defenses are considered especially heinous.
2: why well, do you play it so hey, well hey, hey. Hey. So. Yeah, Ron. So,
11: yeah. yeah, my my brother was a Nazi, you know. Yeah. And my, <laughs> and my right. mother, I didn't yeah, expect that. Yeah, she got Alzheimer's, you yeah. know, so they can't be there for me. Oh, no. <laughs> but, right. but I'm a survivor, you know, and yeah. I will survive as long as I have
2: friends.
5: you
11: guys.
10: Yeah, and me. Well, you can't pick your family.
11: Mm. Mm.
10: That's right, but you could pick your friends. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. true. That's well, I'm, you a, forgot, Jeff. I'm a Nazi. My brother's Puerto Rican. Mm. It's <laughs> good Chris why are you playing this song? When we're I, I to, just want to well, say to
11: my fans yeah, out there yeah. you know yeah
2: I have great oh, oh, I wanted, to,
11: I wanted to say I have no children and I just want anybody uh, any of my female fans out there to know if you know <clears throat> they cannot uh, they, they, their husband is impotent. Do you understand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. D- you know, they yeah, couldn't, uh, um, the, you know, uh, AJ has no kids, you right. know? Yeah, and I am I'm. A, and I I'm a, I'm a feel like I'm a brilliant person. I think that you you are. I should be preserved for, for
10: posterity's a- sake. A- a Puerto Rican with no kids, you're beating the odds, my friend. That is... <laughs> That's not good. That's yeah, crazy. Jeff, line. That's good. So let's see how many fans out <laughs> there... I mean, I there.
2: like
10: jokes at all. I took a creative choice with Jeff to be a little bit of a dick. <laughs> so you don't... Yeah. Okay.
2: I didn't know that. It's
11: like, you, <laughs> yeah. So you don't even Michael Jackson had a child, you know, he right. had a, a, a test tube baby, I think it was. Yeah. Or something. And so, why about it? What's wrong with, with AJ, right? Right. You should have a test tube. So, baby. you know, anybody of my fans out there, you know, I mean, I just wanted to know if I was to die right now, Fe, uh, Ronnie Fez,
2: yeah.
11: uh, there would be no AJ. Oh, so, geez. I'm just thinking that then. That. And then the only way they could uh, make some of my, of my DNA, if the DNA is cryogenically frozen, Chris, do you yeah. understand? Yeah. But if there is no cryogenically frozen AJ, Jesus Christ, what's going to happen, Ron? You know, the okay. world's going crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jerk off in this
10: cup, I'll freeze it.
11: Uh,
5: okay. Yeah, all right, come on. You don't have <laughs> okay. to work blowjobs. Okay. I got you. All right, then, so any fans out I there that or? are
11: willing to procreate with AJ, please okay. call in any of my female fans. Oh, please call Please call in. <laughs> okay. okay. Go ahead. You got
2: a call, Ron? Oh yeah, sure. Let's go over here. <laughs> Let's go over here to uh, <laughs> Bill, Bill in Boston.
7: <laughs> Ron, is the legendary
0: AJ Diamond really in studio?
2: Yeah, he's here. That's right. AJ,
0: hey, oh. I was just wondering what it would take to get you to be at my godson's birthday party next week.
11: Well, do you
2: ever work parties like that? Or? Absolutely, absolutely.
11: Yeah. yeah, what song? You know, yeah. What, what do you want to do? What do you want to do?
0: Well, I'm I'm looking for someone. I want to straighten this kid out. He's thinking about being a weirdo. I want to change his. Uh, it's like a scared straight type of okay.
2: thing. Okay, scared straight.
11: So you're gonna use a weirdo to change a weirdo, in no. other words. Oh, will, will
10: there be a guest at this party that AJ but I'm could a, impregnate? I'm a good weirdo.
7: Hey, Big J, I'll
0: give you thirteen hundred if you show up.
11: Yes,
10: that's cool. That's cool. All right,
11: Ron. Yeah. Ron
2: gets a cut out of that. Oh. You know what? I'm just glad that, that the work's getting out there. That's true. Thank you. Know what I mean? you. For thank me, you, it's all about the work. Thank you very much,
11: Ron. You got the biggest heart in showbiz. You
2: know, AJ Dynamite came in here. He's got his own um, poster. Poster. Presenting Little AJ Dynamite, mm-hmm. yeah, the piano player, rock and roll, fantastic
10: it, headshot by the way. Yeah, it yeah. is. Thank you very much.
11: Okay, so we're gonna do the yeah, we're gonna do the judge, the, and yeah. then we're gonna do the commercial break. Yeah, do the commercial the, break, uh, well, yeah. and then you yeah. do an over, 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 over voice. Over voice.
2: You
3: know, you're, you're, you're yeah, yeah. yeah. Then then I'll do the over voice. Singing. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Here we go. <laughs>
2: I love this. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> the situation you're about to see is real. <laughs> the people are not
3: actors. They're actual litigants in cases filed in the New York Municipal Court. All rise for the honorable judge Little AJ Dynamite. Your defendant, Dick Steele Your plaintiff, Larry Jones. It's me. In the case of the stolen Hope Diamond.
10: The honorable judge Little AJ Dynamite. So I have to do my bit, Please, please, Roz, y'all. I'm in Southern. <laughs> mm-hmm. Please, Roz, y'all, for the Honorable Judge, okay
11: A.J. Dynamite. Okay, the, the plaintiff, what is uh, your complaint? What are you asking for, and uh, what relief are you seeking from uh, the court?
2: Well, uh, Dick Steele came into <laughs> Tiffany's and stole the Hope Diamond from us. So we would like to get the Hope Diamond back... <laughs> And then uh, we would also like above and beyond that another two hundred thousand dollars because we've been so upset about not having the Hope Diamond.
11: I see. Uh, I see. Uh, okay. Uh, how do you respond, Mr. Uh, uh, the, the defendant Larry Jones? How, how do you? What do you? What is?
4: Your Honor, you I'm Dick Steele, and I <laughs> refute. I'm these Larry charges. Jones,
2: and I just
10: dis- I'm upset that
2: he's used my name. He did. it.
10: I'm not going to let somebody named Dick Steele run Tiffany's.
4: I have been falsely accused of stealing the Hope Diamond, and not only that, Your Honor, I'd like to counter Sue because I was sexually harassed while in that store. Uh, he's he's uh, stepping outside the bit. Okay, you know?
11: okay. Can you explain what? How was you? Uh, how was? How did he harass you, uh, La- uh, Larry Jones?
2: I'm really thrown off that you know, I know for a fact that he's gay. I know a lot of people tease me about working with him, and then he brought up that thing. He wants that. You Yeah, I know.
4: It's <laughs> fucking
2: Dick really steal for you.
4: Him. He's oh. a stealing dick, is what he is. I was searched for the Hope Diamond, and it was not recovered.
11: Okay, all right that's then. That's not true, Your Honor. So, how much is your counter
4: suit for? Uh, he's suing for $200,000, I'll sue for $300,000.
2: Your Honor, if you look into your notebook, you saw that you made this up, and there is no sexual <laughs> assault in your notes.
4: <laughs> that's right, that's true.
11: so, that's basically character assassination, is that what you're yeah. saying? Okay, then, okay, so, uh, explain, what happened, can you just explain, how, how, how did it go about, how did it disappear?
2: Um, this gentleman came in here. hmm Uh, he yelled out, I'm a stealing, and if you don't mind me saying, homo, is what he said about himself, and then he pointed at his crotch and screamed, nothing smells as bad as my balls, (laughs) before he turned around and said, oh wait, I forgot, my rank asshole, (laughs) and shoved the hope diamond up his ass and I believe it dropped down into his ball sack from there. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the diamond's ruined regardless of hey, you know, I feel re- like
2: you're laughing at me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna
2: take a commercial break. Yeah, we're, we're gonna a take a right commercial back. break. <laughs> okay, Good. Gotta
3: yeah. mull this over. Okay.
11: If I was a rich man. <inaudible> <bounced> <AUDIO> if I was a rich
10: man. <persona>
11: Da dee dee da. How's that, Ron?
2: That's so That's, good. It's an interesting. This is for party.
11: my Cindy Crawford, too. Okay, now back yeah. to the show. Yeah. Okay, so how do you. Uh, <clears throat> so let me see. Uh, Your Honor, we've
2: decided to drop the charge. <laughs> <laughs> During the break, we talked things up. We talked things over over the break, and decided to drop the charges. You know what? We found it. It was uh, mistakes.
10: Yeah, we found it.
2: And scene. Ah, good stuff. Good stuff. AJ Dynamite is appearing with us, and I understand that you've been offered a film role uh, from Mr. Harvey Weinstein. Yes, uh-huh. I am going to play the role of Don Knotts. Yeah. Yeah. And how's that all working out for you, Dave? What's the film itself going to be about? What is um, What about Mr. Knotts' life or are you guys showcasing?
11: Uh, well, you know, uh, <clears throat> I just got a call from Harvey Weinstein from the time I met yeah. you and I told Chris, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be playing the Joker. <laughs> oh,
2: wow, wow, yeah. that
11: really switched. <laughs> it's sweet, right? Yeah, sweet. That is sweet. sweet Yeah, it's like an upgrade.
2: Where'd they get a load of you? <laughs> that's right, that's right. Okay. This isn't the Joker theme. This is the wrong this theme. Uh, here's uh, Dan. Dan, you're on the Run of the show.
7: Hey,
2: dynamiter card holder number one,
7: buddy. Okay, man. Hey, AJ, I'm a huge dynamiter. Gonna blow that shit up like Al-Qaeda. (laughs) Peace.
11: Fantastic! And you know how the twin, uh, the world. Uh, thanks for reminding me, yeah. caller. You know the the World Trade Center. Do you know how it came down, Chris no. and Ron?
2: So just uh, do this. Yeah, do you see yet? the nutty <laughs>
11: professor? Remember <laughs> Professor Klump yeah. when he was going to cut some wind? Yeah, and everybody went, "Oh no!" Remember, uh, and then everybody blew it away uh, That's how the, the the World Trade Center came down.
2: I still think too soon. <laughs> I still still think too you soon. can say fart
10: by the way. It's XL. It was a huge fart. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, sometimes we just say "break wind," though. <laughs> break wind, right? That's yeah. Right. Um. Here's uh, Ben in Jersey.
0: Hey, Ronnie, how's it going? Good. This radio is so compelling that I think uh, I'm gonna go choke you
2: myself yeah. to <laughs> Yes. Jeff, pass those over, would you? Thanks, Jeff. Take them all. They, you can take them. It's all part of being on the show. If you like to take a cup of pretzel, some. I want a cigar. Yeah, I know you do. Know. Um, this is uh, very, very exciting. Uh, it's Julio. Julio, you're on with AJ Dynamite.
7: AJ, hey, I'm AJ's brother. I killed his hamster. I'm so sorry, AJ Benbejo.
2: He's reading right now.
11: Uh, okay. Well, you. Oh, that's great. I'm I'm still I'm still loved by people, you know, and I yeah. really gotta think of not my distractors, not my hecklers, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like I don't I'm not I never sex text my crotch to anybody, you know, none of my fans. Thank God for that, right? Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to say which reminds me, at the Ron and Faith show we do not Absolutely not tolerate sexual harassment Mm-mm. of our female interns as well as our male interns.
2: Bro. So please, yeah.
11: female interns, please keep your hands off the male interns,
2: okay? Because that's a no-no. Okay, my <laughs> stage. Back to the show. Um, Shelby, why don't you plug uh, where Jeff is going to be performing and where AJ Dynamite is going to be performing?
1: Well, you like comedy. You're going to be wanting to go the Comedy Connection in Rhode Island. You're not going to be getting the AJ Dynamite experience. Well, however. I don't know unless you want to go mm-hmm. up. Would you go to would you ever consider going on the road to Rhode Island, AJ? Absolutely. If they
11: uh, if they, uh, uh, they give the, uh, the pickup. Right, right. The room and board and everything. Right? Yeah, room and board, you know, everything. Included. Okay.
1: So if you want to see Jay open for AJ Dynamite at the Comedy <laughs> Connection in Rhode Island September 13th and fourteenth, go to ricomedyconnection.com. dot com, tickets and more information.
10: It's gonna be fun. There. We're gonna do a lot of free association, on the fly stuff. That's
1: good. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's gonna be music. Oh, we could do Jeff. Is that we could, you know, we coordinate.
11: You know, we could coordinate like a a duo, right, Chris? Yeah, uh, that's doable.
10: Mm-hmm. I gotta. get you're, you're you're very prepared. Mm-hmm. You have the book and everything. Oh, yeah. And just- mm-hmm. I just... Uh, mm-hmm. I don't work that hard at this, that's I how, guess.
11: Uh, that's the secret to my success. That's right. how I've been successful every each and every time I've been on the Ron
10: and show. Isn't that, that, is right? yeah. mm-hmm.
2: that is true. That's true. It's do never done homework. bad.
10: I do my homework. Well, yeah. you're a quadruple threat. Mm-hmm. You're a writer, performer, singer, mm-hmm. musician.
11: Yeah. But I want to tell you that, that you guys, you put me on the map, Ron, and I'll never, never, absolutely ever forget that. You know what I'm saying? So no matter how much... I you know, how much uh uh fame and, right. and I acquire you know, Chris? Yeah. I'm there. Chris,
2: are you, you Paying um, attention, oh, yeah. I want to tell you, you
11: guys are veteran comedians too. You know, I feel like Judy Garland, yeah. You know, when she would, they said, I read the, uh, about it and I seen a little clip on her film, and the interviewer was saying that Judy Garland was a triple threat, right? And she yeah. she could do it all. But the thing is, you know, and uh, so you telling me that that's like awfully nice of you to say that. That is, but great, it is Jeff. true, it is true.
5: <laughs> AJ <laughs>
11: Dynamite, <laughs> Al Holbrook, <laughs> Abe Vigoda. All triple threats. Yeah, that's true. But I just want to say that Judy was, she said that she was up against veterans. Right. You know, so she had it because she had uh, up against Jack Haley. She was up with Ray Bolger. Well, he was
2: in the, you know, they were in the movie with her. They, they were all going for the same Right, part. right.
11: And he was all veteran. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, vaudeville, vaudevillians. So mm-hmm. she was just, so she had to steal the show. She had right. a, So she Could did you
2: that. uh you do a little bit of, her music for us? Can you play <laughs> any of her stuff? Any of her stuff?
11: Yeah. Like Somewhere Over the Rainbow? That would be fantastic. So you got the sheet music? No, we don't. <laughs> Can you
2: download it? Chris, could you download the sheet music? Sure. I didn't know you read music. Absolutely. I right, quadruple threat.
10: <laughs> no, that's, that's quintuple now. Well, no, I, you
11: know in, that. no, in lieu of that, I want to sing a song. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay, it goes in lieu of that. Okay. <clears throat> I'm just a gigolo And everywhere I go uh, People know the part I'm playing Uh, no, no <clears throat> I paid for every dance I'm selling each romance mm, What are they saying? There will come a day When you full pass away What will they say about me? When the end comes, I know I'll be just a gigolo Life goes on Without me, Fez Cause I Ain't got, got nobody. nobody Nobody Okay, cares for me nobody. Okay, this is the next one, ready? <laughs> okay, now this is California girls, okay? Beach boys, ready? Mm-hmm. Alright This is for my female fans I got it, Chris Hip, I really dig those styles they wear. I like the northern girls uh, the way they dress. They really knock me on my foot. True. Uh, uh, and those South Bronx girls are crazy, but I think they're okay. I like the Brooklyn girls with it. Uh, uh uh yeah uh uh uh, uh, uh. I wish they all could. Good. I wish they all could.
5: Again, okay. good. It's
11: really good. Go ahead. I wish they all could be Californian. I wish they all could be Californian. Good. I wish they all uh, could be Californian girls. Okay, check this out. This is uh Frankie Valley, okay? Mhm. One All right. This is Frankie Valley,
3: all right? Uh, yeah. yeah, come on, Chris. Yeah. It's Frankie Valley. I thought I you know. It's <laughs>
11: Female fans, if you like the song, please let Rorana First Show no call in. The uh, the lines are open right now. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. you be like heaven to touch. I want to hold you so much. At long last, love has arrived. I thank God I'm alive, you're just too good to be true, can't take my eyes off of you. How's that? Really good. Really
2: Dynamite! Strong. That's your catchphrase, Dynamite. Dynamite! Uh, here's Tom in Boston. Hello? Yeah, good Tom. I just want to
7: say this,
0: my first time hearing AJ Dynamite, and I got to say... <laughs>
2: Dynamite. You're really strong today, AJ. Mm-hmm. Dynamite. A lot of people are enjoying the show. Absolutely, absolutely.
11: Um They got good taste, what can I
2: say, right fuck Pez? Yeah.
4: Absolutely, AJ.
2: Okay. Uh here's fat fuck the trucker. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Your singing has won
7: me
3: over. I want to have your baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't do it, AJ.
3: AJ, I think that's a dude.
2: Uh, Mark, you're on the run show.
7: Hey, guys, I'm down in the lobby. I was just trying to do you a little public service. The, uh, the short yellow bus is here in front of the building.
2: Oh, that's what just mean. Dick. You don't fucking need to do what that. What the fuck? Jesus Christ. Oh, serious. People. Jesus Christ. Yeah. There's always
10: going to be haters,
2: AJ. Well, they say haters never hate.
11: That's right. And doubters never believe.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Dreamers never see reality. That's true. That's true. And winners
11: never lose, and losers never win. Mm. That's why I'm winning, because I'm, you know. You're you're a winner. Even when I'm losing, I'm winning. Yeah. Right.
2: Here's uh, Craig in Oregon.
7: Hey,
1: Ronnie, Diameter fan number one. There's nothing better than hearing that, uh, not hearing half a faggot on the show. All right, that's. Look, I'm reading the plugs. I mean, I thought
2: All that was enough right. here. Jeez. What is
11: your name?
1: My name's also Jeff, actually. Your,
11: your name is Jeff, too? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Oh, so that's good. So I'm already booked, right? That's yeah. Fantastic. All right, uh, then.
2: Here's Ralph.
0: Doing great. Hey, AJ, Uh, can you tell me where I can meet a Californian girl?
2: Here's uh, Stephanie. Stephanie, you're on with AJ. Is this Stephanie from Monaco?
5: Hey, AJ, I want to have your children.
2: How many you want? All right, come on, AJ. Come on, AJ. Okay, okay, go ahead. Um, Here's Steve, you're on the run of Fed show. Hey,
7: what's going on, guys? This guy is rapidly rising to the top of my list. I just got to know, can
4: you bring the ones and twos?
2: sometimes um, Fez you look up a set over there of that other color
4: yeah yeah, what it's happened? just ridiculous that guy's a dick Craig from Oregon there's no reason to use that word it's just stupid it's it's. What, how does that make your day is you know it, do you go home and well you obviously don't what, have many friends but do you why don't go do you do it
2: in a, a, a parody song first first like <laughs> rich man go ready
4: why do you have to say that word? Wow. But it's just—it's—it's it's just stupid. Yeah, you, you, what do you do? You go home and you brag. Hey, I called—I called someone the other f word. It makes
10: no sense. has gone back. It's some fuckhead from Oregon.
8: Yeah. AJ, I just wanted you to know that I, I just love you so much that I named my vib-
2: vibrator AJ Dynamite. She's going back. She really likes you. That's good. That's good. You got good taste. Yeah. You need uh, a vibrator? Yeah. It's, yeah. That's Fed's post. Um, Marcus. Uh, earlier, we talked
7: about what Fez does in the studio when uh, you guys are talking. The question is uh, what is Jay doing in the studio? While Jeff's
2: talking, I think he's stealing fucking jokes and taking them to Rhode Island with him. Hey.
10: Photographic memory.
2: Hey, I got
11: an electronic cigarette too. Oh, great! Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it out. Can I can I whip it out? Yeah. Whoa oh no don't get no a- ideas I didn't mean you know the other thing first alright you know I mean, whip out mm-hmm. the yeah, cigarettes
5: <laughs> he was nah see his,
11: his eyes lit up when I said that word he yeah, wants yeah. a second deck whip it good over. Devo play Devo hey, Chris.
2: come on Chris
11: <laughs> Put, press Devo. I, whip it I'm good come on come
2: yeah. on
3: yeah they're not men it's a different song but still I feel like that's their fucking catchphrase
2: See? Mm-hmm. Ah, Ooh, wrong way. way.
10: Yeah. Twins. I've never seen anybody two-handed. Mm-hmm. That's a cool style. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, now you it's going to get you guys know- upset.
11: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know something? I want to say something. Uh, uh, yeah.
2: You know that? Before what- you do, Kay wants to say something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kay, you there?
0: Hey, Ronnie. First time hearing A.J. Dynamite, and I just got to say, how fucking stoned is this guy?
2: That's not the issue. That's the, yeah. It doesn't always come back to drugs. Here's Liz. Liz sets fire.
8: Hey, buddies. Um, A.J. Dynamite. The way he chews right into that mic is really turning me on. I want to see if you can hook me up with them.
2: Would you, I mean, I don't, I know that you don't like one-night stands, AJ Dynamite, but would you be with Liz Sets Fire?
11: Okay, what's the time and the place?
2: You wouldn't do it that quick. <laughs> you were like, give me a time and a place. Does she want to get pregnant? Uh, well, yeah. You refuse to pull out, don't you, AJ? Isn't that your thing? I,
11: I don't believe, you mean me coitus interruptus? Yeah. No,
8: no. I don't think I could get pregnant, so he wouldn't even have to pull out.
10: Okay.
2: Nice. That's great. Or, that's good. Aww. I'll take that action. I'll take that action. I believe in this man. I believe he could sweat and get you pregnant. See yeah. Bye-bye. But the ladies love you. I could deliver the goods. That's yeah. why. Jeff never gets calls from the
10: ladies. Never.
4: Two chances to win for the new football season. That's the pick 'em pool and the eliminator pool and the eliminator super quiz, which is now up on the Intero Bank. It's an entire season of the eliminator pool, all in one quiz. No, gonna play it on the air today? I didn't Did have time today. Four hours? Playing
2: right now. What's that?
4: So go there see if you can survive getting through an entire season making the correct picks in the Eliminator Super Quiz. I'll be checking the winner's page later on to see who was able to survive. All right. So
2: it's last year's. That's how you're playing the game, right?
4: Right. Using the 2012 NFL season. From what you remember, can you go through an entire Eliminator season? It's really good practice for the Eliminator pool this
10: year.
2: Jeff, you look really distraught. The last hour's been rough on you?
10: Yeah. I feel like I, feel like I was told some non-truths today. How's and that? I don't know. It's all kind of murky.
2: The last hour's been a little murky. Here's what I think happened. You came in here it was like one of those things a guy comes to the court he has a good game but then suddenly one of the bigger kids comes in
10: and starts to dominate. Yeah. That is. I was yeah. like I was the, the down low guy and then I just got yeah. posted up. Yeah. That's understandable. Yeah. Look, I uh, you know everybody I, likes the underdog, Jeff. I'm so I'm so <laughs> I'm sort of good at one it's thing.
2: So fucking true. Everyone <laughs> does like the underdog. Well, that's it for us, AJ.
11: Yeah, can I have my uh, final words? Yeah. Okay, what I want to
2: say is that, uh,
11: you know, Ron... I just wanted to say that it was great being here again. It's great. I'm that looking was forward good. to seeing you. Know, a great idea would be, right? <clears throat> would be to um to have a reunion show. You know, so we I, I would like to so we expandy could come back. Uh well,
2: we'll see how uh, crazed. Yeah. yeah, we'll worry about that later, but let's do uh, Pizza another, man. uh a plug uh, over okay. there.
1: If you want to see Jeff AJ Dynamite, but most importantly, Jay Oakerson, that'll be at the Comedy Connection, Rhode Island, September 13th and 14th. Comedy Connection, September 13th and 14th, go for tickets at RhodeIslandComedyConnection.com, that is com. Okay.
2: Jeff looks raped and
1: my my
5: my email my email
11: if any of my fans <laughs> yeah. want get to get to to contact me yeah. is a j dynamite uh uh doing elton john on youtube if they mm-hmm. want to see my video okay yeah uh, all the female fans uh, they want to see me in my video uh, is on youtube mm-hmm. a j dynamite doing elton john that's how you download it you know mm-hmm. um, and also uh my email is uh I could say my email? Yeah. AJDynamite at hotmail.com. And that's on CompuServe?
5: Bada boom, bada <laughs> bean. <bing. laughs> All right, that's it. Forget about
11: it.
2: See you guys back in here tomorrow. And uh, that's the
5: Ed Dubai Show. Dong.